1: this this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: What's up Tuesday afternoon Sports Talk Mississippi, the most pretentious show in radio. <laughs> Ah, a little inside Twitter jab, maybe. Good to be with you. It, yeah, yeah. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. Thanks for being with us. Seaspire text line is open to you. No pretense about that. You want to be part of the conversation? That is the best way to do it. Six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five. If you haven't checked out. The website for our good friends at C Spire in a while? Well, you should do that because that's where you find out about all the great deals that are going on, like being able to trade in your current iPhone and get uh, an iPhone 12 from them, on them. No additional cost with your trade-in. You can find out all the details at either cspire.com or at your local C Spire store. Probably need to wear a mask when you go in. They're practicing social distancing, but it is plenty safe and they would love to see you stop in Seaspire is customer inspired tuesday afternoon fellas
3: what's up well not that this is something that we're going to spend a lot of time on yeah but remember the end of yesterday's show the very end of yesterday's show You were kind of picking on me about how my basketball team isn't very good, and I said what they need to do is get rid of Lonzo Ball. I spoke that into existence because 30 minutes ago, news breaks that the team is shopping their completely overrated, overvalued guard, and they're going to get a lot more than they deserve in return. I spoke it into existence, so I'm very happy. I'm giddy. As we start the show today, we got a lot more important things to talk about, like Tennessee coaching search and stuff like that. But I kind of feel like I'm partially responsible for the right move being made. I spoke it into existence. Ah, well, okay. I'm fine with giving you credit for that.
2: You like the front office that they've got in New Orleans, so maybe
3: you and they are thinking along the same lines, and we'll see what New Orleans gets in return, right? The, The effort... At the guard position. Both of them. It's not just Lonzo. Eric Bledsoe also has been pretty bad. And J.J. Redick off the bench tries. He's just had the worst shooting year of his career. Um, The guard play has been unacceptable. It's just completely unacceptable. And at this point, you have younger guards who actually try when they're in the game. Who are cheaper. Whose contracts are not expiring behind them. And... People are overvaluing them. I mean, you're talking about getting Ubre in return for like even a JJ Redick. Like that, that's supreme overvaluing a player. Uh, so now's the right time. You've got so much draft draft capital. You don't need include that in a deal if you need to, and get it done and start playing meaningful basketball again. I'm thrilled about it. And their game got canceled last night, so I didn't have to deal with the inevitable disappointment of watching them lose again. It's been a great 24 hours or so.
2: There's an NBA story, Borky, and it's not involving New Orleans, that I kind of raised my eyebrows about this morning. And maybe I shouldn't. Maybe, Maybe there's nothing to this. Maybe it's just, you know, even if you are kind of the greatest of the great, sometimes you need something to get you going. But I can't help but roll my eyes a little bit at LeBron James. He had a really good game last night. Scored 46 points in the Lakers' uh, return to Cleveland. First time in two years he had played in Cleveland. Uh, said after the game, home cooking, just felt good to be back in my haven, my rest haven, and that's being home. Uh, we know that he's from the state of Ohio. He missed a shot in, what was it, late third quarter? And Jason Hillman, who is the chief of staff for the Cavs basketball operation, was apparently clapping vigorously. And LeBron felt slighted. He said, I felt like he was just a little bit too excited about seeing me miss. He was really excited about me missing that shot a little bit more extra than I would have liked. But he's got a root for his team, obviously, and he was. He showcased that. So I knew I had another quarter, and the fourth quarter's my favorite. Um why does the greatest guy on the planet have to like get some motivational chip on his shoulder to go off in a quarter in an NBA basketball game?
4: I, I mean I mean, did did we not watch the last dance? And Jordan getting mad because George Carl didn't say anything to him at dinner. I know. I mean, what are we talking
3: about here? I guess you're right. Hey, that pick was correct, by the way. They did cover. The Cavs covered, buddy. I told you. They've been playing better basketball lately. And I mean, LeBron went for a billion points last night, but there's something kind of interesting happening in Cleveland right now. People kind of picked on them for their their drafting, and it's kind of worked out.
5: Yeah.
2: Well, and J.B. Bickerstaff is working out better than the um, oh, what was the college coach's name? John Beeline. Yeah, that
3: yeah. That,
2: that didn't work um at all. Then Cleveland's got some nice pieces, so we'll uh, we'll see. I don't know. I just saw that. I was like, eh, okay. It was um, a year ago today that we got the news that. Uh, Kobe Bryant's helicopter had crashed, and the world lost a superstar, retired superstar, but superstar nonetheless, who had shifted to the next phase of his life and business and really being focused on being a dad and focused on uh, women's sports and youth sports and, and all of those things. And I think there's a pretty argument to be made that the uh, the chapter that was unfolding uh, in that stage of Kobe Bryant's life was arguably more important than the previous chapters on the uh, on the floor. I, I'm i not trying to, to go all the way back through that. Hey, Dad, I, I know that struck you hard a, a year ago as a longtime Lakers fan, as a, uh, a Kobe fan. What did strike me is, has it really been a year? And, and it has been. Um that Sunday morning uh, a year ago, the twenty sixth, when the uh, the news started to leak out, and it felt like a like bad information and maybe you know just awful. And then it became reality, and obviously we got the reaction uh, all over the United States and all over the world in the uh, the sports re- arena. Uh, and then there was the memorial service that was so powerful uh, with his wife and, and his children there, and all of those things. It just struck me that there's no way that's been a full year. Did did you guys have that reaction today when when you realized that this was the one-year anniversary of his death?
4: I did, just sort of because, as you mentioned, as a, as a Laker fan and a Kobe fan, that I knew it was coming up because I, 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 I knew it was at the end of January. And uh, so I, w- I was just aware of the date. And, of course, I follow, as you might imagine, I follow a ton of Lakers reporters and stuff on Twitter. They had been talking about, hey, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary. I could not be aware of it in my situation.
2: Yeah. Um it's a uh you know there's been a lot of stuff that has what kind of emerged in terms of uh, of documentaries there was one that uh Arash Markazi who is with the LA Times was uh, talking about on Twitter they went with uh, a documentary about all the graffiti artists who really went to work right after Kobe's passing just there there's so many interesting stories that uh, have continued to come about Kobe Bryant in the year since his death. Is there there a story that has stood out to you?
4: Uh, The one that sort of, and and not, I don't know how it it would have all worked out, but talking about his daughter and how much she loved playing the game and how enthralled she was with UConn. And I wondered to myself, might there come a time, you know, obviously down the road, where I'm covering Mississippi State's women against UConn in the NCAA tournament, and Kobe's the enemy, like, could our paths cross? I was just like, that would have been an <laughs> inter and I, I had no idea that she – I knew she was a, a basketball player, but she was obviously, like, really good for her age. She had picked up a lot of her, her dad's tricks, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, can you imagine? Or, or would – you know, if Vic Schaefer had still been here, would he have recruited her and he came to Starkville on an unofficial visit or something? Like,
2: my head would have exploded if that had happened. You think she would have taken a visit to Mississippi State?
4: I don't know. I mean, it, you're talking about what, five, six years from now? What's Mississippi State's women's basketball going to, what would it have been like at that point? Had they finally won a national title, something like that? I don't know. I mean, certainly a top program, so he, I
2: mean, she might have been interested. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe so. Um,. We do have a bunch to get to. Borky uh, teased the Tennessee coaching search. Uh, Mike sends us a message says, "What UT coaching search? It's over." Is it over? I don't think that we've seen that. Not sure where uh, where Mike's going in particular on that. There are names that pop up and then they say, "Oh yeah, it's done. That's who it's going to be." And then it turns out no, that's not the case. We'll talk a little bit about it. What what is Tennessee doing? Where are they going to end up? What do you think? The outcome is, for this coaching search in Knoxville, we get a message that says LeBron is an idiot and a blowhard. Blowhard, maybe. I don't think LeBron's an idiot. I don't think you can, uh, can capitalize on what he has been able to capitalize on uh, in terms of business and all the things off the court if you're an idiot. Uh, Mike says that Chad Morris, per per his inside source, is the uh, new head coach of Tennessee. Well, there you go. Good hire. Good good to know. Could you imagine the reaction to that? That would be fun. (laughs) The reaction to whoever they hire is going to be brutal. Just watch. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland and Brandon, call them at 601-605-4443. Look for delays this afternoon northbound on 220. The left lane is closed for bridge inspection. I-220 right there at Clinton Boulevard. Elsewhere, things looking pretty smooth so far this afternoon. Buckle up and drive safe. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best for us to you. Call Smith Brothers 601-353-5217. I
10: Madison Sellers on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center.
5: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three,
1: Mississippi Sports Talk, Mississippi.
10: Do you ever get so excited that you just can't wait?
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Don't touch that dial. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: My wife just sent me a text message that says she needs a chainsaw. Well, sure. What exactly to, to do with that. Yeah, Say you what? You had a good run, but uh, was- <laughs> yeah, yeah. We get uh, we have these trees in our yard that have massive vines around them. Borky, I know you went through the whole you know trying to cut back brush and privet and overgrowth and whatnot, and kind of going through some of that. And I told her I said oh, I've got a chainsaw. It's in the storage room and. She says, "I need a beginner grade chainsaw." <laughs> I think even the beginner grade uh, probably needs a little bit of uh, instruction to go with it, right? Why is she why are you leaving this job up to her? Oh, I didn't intend to leave the job up to her. I just she sent me a picture of she and my little boy cutting on vines that were choking out trees in our backyard. It's a nice day, Sun's out decided to I guess be productive.
3: Cutting I don't trees look at down me that part, way man. I do
2: plenty of work yeah around the house and in the yard uh uh-huh. looks like it oh, I also have to work for a living right so anyway borky says he does I, oh, I do, weekends it's fine mornings afternoons evenings I'm not afraid to pull the lights out and work at night if we need to do that right right hey dad that's how you operate you can pull the lights out
3: light up the backyard do whatever needs to be done outside in the evenings correct Sure, tree work is fun. If something happens and sports media doesn't work out, I might just go into cutting trees down for a living. Those don't be like that think. guy
4: from uh, was it, it was in Texas? That video, the that one. Oh my gosh! Ago. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can't repeat what he said on the air, but don't no, be that no, guy. There a lot of expletives when that
4: tree began to uh, fall. No, that the, uh, seriously might have been the funniest video I, I saw all last year. I don't know that I ever laughed harder.
2: Borky, I mean, you might be onto
3: something. The guys that do that for a living, crush it. I, I haven't had as much fun doing anything by myself that I did with the pole saw last summer. It uh, Just rented one from Home Depot because we didn't have one at the time. We do now. And I got the pole saw after most of the work was done because I'm a genius. Uh, but rented a pole <laughs> saw. And that, I mean, for that eight hours... Just cutting everything down I needed to cut down, and I took a picture of the yard. I've got it somewhere buried deep in my phone, but the entire backyard, and I have a significant backyard, just covered, just completely covered. Humble brag. Uh, no, we got lucky with that. Significant. So it hadn't been touched in like 15 years when we bought the house. I'm not kidding. And they even got the size of the backyard wrong. Because there was so much stuff, they didn't know where the property line was. Mm. I mean, it looks five times bigger now because there's just so much overgrowth and brush and vines and just crap everywhere. I have found so many... Apparently, the daughter of the family that lived there before was a softball player. And I know that because I have found probably 30 lost softballs in their backyard that got into the thicket <laughs> that they just didn't feel like getting out, and they just, just let left there. I mean, yeah, I, I've got a bucket full of them now.
2: Rusty uh, suggests that uh, I get her a small cordless chainsaw. You know, I would have balked at that at one point, but some of the uh, the battery-powered yard tools are pretty good. Michael in Poplarville says the Steel 250 is a decent size for a homeowner. I mean, I, I have a chainsaw, and uh, I just, I'm not sure that my wife is ready to get it out and just go to work. Not that I'm putting it past her. She could if she set her mind to it, but anyway. Um, so the Tennessee coaching search, they hire Danny White as the AD, reportedly making $1.8 million a year that's got to put him at or near the top of athletic director salaries nationwide. Maybe not number one, but but close to it. And So that's great. I do think that signifies that Tennessee is willing to spend whatever it takes to get this coaching search right, but my question is, what is right? Who is right? Where is this thing going to go? And I've had more trouble... Following this online and knowing where to look and what's legitimate. If Mississippi State has a coaching search, I know there's some outlets that I can go to where I can get pretty good information and people that I can talk to to get pretty good information. If Ole Miss has a coaching search, obviously I know where I can go to get good information, whether it's me in terms of putting it out there or somebody else that's publishing it and what's reliable and what's not. In terms of Tennessee... I I don't know where to go. I know that David Oven does a really good job on the athletic. Chris Vanini has covered some of this search. He's kind of a college football guy. And I know Wes Rucker does a good job. But, like, the Knoxville news, Knoxnews.com or the Knoxville newspaper, whatever it is that it's called, like, they keep running stories about Lane Kiffin which I understand because a story about Lane Kiffin is an an interesting story that Tennessee fans are going to click on and read, far more so than a story about Will Healy, or even though we all think he's a really good coach and is going to eventually be great somewhere, Billy Napier. So, I mean, from that standpoint, it makes sense. But in terms of actually having that guy come and take your job, I'll never say zero percent chance when you're talking about coaching searches and the craziness that goes along with that, especially when Jimmy Sexton's involved. But the likelihood of Lane Kiffin as the head coach next year in Knoxville seems remarkably small. Like it just doesn't make sense on on really any level.
3: So what do you think's reliable when we look at this thing? It feels like almost nothing, man. At- I saw a guy earlier, and this, see, this guy makes a lot of sense too. Tony Elliott at Clemson. Uh, apparently, he's been reaching out to other assistants. But when it comes to this search in particular, I, I think there's so much insanity around it uh, that you can't quite figure out what's real and what's not at any level. I mean, because apparently, PJ Fleck wanted the job, they wanted him. Now, suddenly, he's staying at Minnesota. I mean, everywhere you look, there was, oh, Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell, hey, he wanted the job. They offered him 8 million dollars, but uh, wait, never mind. He's going to stay at Iowa State. Uh, maybe their athletic director is doing such a good job of keeping his side of things close to the vest that people are so desperate for information they're using manufactured stuff to get people engaged.
11: I mean, there may Greg be something Bird to the
3: situation here another ninja that might be what's going on here. Uh, because, I mean, you've got... And those people, and we don't have enough time to talk about it here uh, with Luke coming up and stuff, but they have such an over-inflated sense of worth with Tennessee football. You should see the replies in the comments and stuff on anything that mentions Tony Elliott. Anything that mentions him, it's... What a disaster. The honeymoon period for the AD would be over. I'm giving up on Tennessee football. How can you do this when Matt Campbell and Lane Kiffin want the job? Your university, last week, openly admitted to major NCAA violations. Major ones. And an investigation has really just begun. And you're going to turn your nose up at an elite level, apparently, Elite level recruiter, and offensive coordinator—you are too good for that guy. When your university just openly admitted to an NCAA case currently going on at their school, and that guy's not too—that you are too good for that guy. Give me a break. I am mean, genuinely interested. If you happen
2: to be a Tennessee fan listening, and I know we've got Tennessee fans that live in the state of Mississippi and and you know follow the balls very closely, hit us up on the C Spire text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five give me two answers one who do you want who is at the absolute top of your list in terms of i want that guy and number two who do you think you can actually get or actually end up with because if you know i mean nick saban is your guy or Dabo Sweeney is your guy i mean come on now, if 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 Matt Campbell is, that is the guy that I want to lead Tennessee football, and you're convinced that that's going to, oh, okay, I'll go along with that. I don't really think that's where it ends up. I think Matt Campbell feels like he's in a really good position. I do also, there are a couple of things here. One, in terms of covering the search, Borky, you said, you know, you're putting stuff out there to generate clicks and to generate interest, and you just kind of, you know, make it up uh, along as you go. Oh, okay. I do think that people that are like genuinely trying to do a good job covering a coaching search have people they trust that they talk to. It may just be that there's kind of a void of information. So that could be some of where it comes from in terms of names that are just out there. That's number one. And then number two, I think it's harder than it's ever been to hire away a sitting, successful, Power 5 football coach. I think it's hard if you're Texas. I think it's hard if you're Ole Miss. I think it's hard if you are... Georgia? And I certainly think it's hard if you're Tennessee. We'll get to some of your responses that are coming in. There's one that I think is really, really good. Luke Johnson will join us next from the Eagle Hour. Sports Talk Mississippi.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Mostly sunny today, high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 51. A 20% chance of showers for your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 59. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 33. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 50 degrees. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather, service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
14: Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com.
13: the new year with money-saving cheer during a New Year celebration sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. 2021 is here, and it's finally time for you to get that new vehicle you've been waiting for. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we resolve to save you money on our entire selection. So right now, pay just $179 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $179 per month. And pay only $319 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlanders. Plus, we're giving you a 43-inch TV with every purchase. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100 percent credit approval is our number one goal plus bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us so come say big during the new year celebration sales event at ridgeland mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saves 1860 east county line road call 896-9600 today or visit ridgelandmitsubishi.com remember you're approved at ridgeland mitsubishi mitsubishi g4 stock number 1640 outlander stock number 1685 1990 nine down percent for 84 months ago deal for details
15: of regular credit I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Mood. Mississippi. The Department of Health is reporting a sharp rise in COVID-19 related deaths. After just 5 were included in Monday's report, the latest report includes 75 additional deaths, bringing Mississippi's death toll up to 5,852. With the confirmation of 1,452 new cases, the state's total climbs to over 266,000. Overall hospitalizations have dropped below 1,000 for the first time since late November and School Choice Week in Mississippi is underway as our efforts to provide more options for virtual education Grant Callen is CEO of Empower Mississippi. It would do two things so there'd be a full-time option where kids could enroll full-time but it would also create
0: an option where you could a student who's in a rural district who may love their school but would like to take a you know advanced chemistry or maybe a kid wants to take Mandarin or computer coding
16: Did you hear about this? Super Talk, Mississippi is your home for the
1: JT show. Do what now? Super Talk is where you hear JT, a man of many convictions. Fortunately, most of them are misdemeanors. That's not
16: prison lingo, is it?
1: Make sure you listen to the JT show every day from 10 to 1 for a unique take on what's happening in your state. That's why you listen to this program, my friend. And your chance to join the conversation. I don't know. What do you think? The JT show on Super Talk, Mississippi and supertalk.fm system is a girl this this is sports talk mississippi right here on super talk mississippi exactly
2: Back with you, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. For the first time today, we go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Luke Johnson joins us right now, co-host of the Super Talk Eagle Hour on Super Talk Laurel and Super Talk Hattiesburg. Luke, what's up, man?
17: Hey, guys. Headed to uh, some high school soccer playoffs tonight, so headed Headed down to watch a team from Jones County. Doing well, man. Hope you all are well.
2: Absolutely. Uh, let's start with yesterday's story about Trace Clopton. Uh, I thought a really neat story. Graduates in three years. Uh, kid from the state of Mississippi. I think I, uh, somebody sent us a message yesterday that said his dad is the athletics director at Brookhaven. Is that right school there?
17: His dad's left, and his dad was the longtime football coach at Brookhaven. And then when, when Trace Signed with Southern Miss, Tommy kind of transitioned more to an administrative role.
2: Okay, so th- there you go. That's the the, the connection. Uh, but after three years, says that he's thankful for everything. He's excited about the direction of the program, but he's about to move on. He has graduated, uh, graduated, and is going to begin a military career. I, I just feel like this is a really cool story.
17: Tracy's is a good kid, man. I, I remember uh, he, we, you know, I'd watch him play against brookhaven i've done a lot of ministry in brookhaven so i knew him in high school and when he signed with southern miss the day he signed he sent me a, a text with a video of him signing the, the scholarship sheet and you know i, I followed him and, and i talked to his family and you know but this was a hard decision for them a uh, hard decision for him too he's always wanted to be in the military and uh graduating early allows him you know to to go, go to officer training school and I think he's going to be really good at everything he does. He's a high-energy kid, high-level kid. You know, on the football side, it's kind of tough. He's your three-year starter on center and uh, offensive line. He's uh, yeah, going to be a, a place where the Golden Eagles, really recruiting-wise, need, need to fill some spots. But he's a guy that will be a great ambassador for Southern Miss going forward and especially serving in the military.
2: Yeah, And, and I was going to ask you about that, what that means from a, a football standpoint, having to replace that spot with uh, a year or two years if he had so chosen to uh, to come back and continue to play
17: well he was out this year louis paul smith from diabloville filled in quite well uh his first start was against north texas and uh i think they're already planning maybe to move arvin fletcher back on the inside fletcher's coming back he's got over 40 starts in the Southern Miss career so they're really going after a, a tackle that's what they need they, they've looked at that big kid down at, at gulf coast 6a kid and some more and and you know, being able to sign a tackle will allow an experienced guy like Fletcher back on the inside. So they got options, um, but but you got some holes to fill certainly with a three-year starter leaving.
2: What uh, what's going on on the uh, the football front right now? I guess we're getting relatively close to the start of uh, Will Hall's first spring practice.
17: It was a wild day uh, today. Cody Kennedy, the run game coordinator, offensive line coach, who was. At, uh, Tulane with Will Hall, one of those guys that came up from New Orleans with Will Hall. Uh, apparently he's going to be Bruce Feldman's reporting. Apparently he's going to be the new tight end coach in Arkansas. So, Unity's mm-hmm. a, a really good upcoming coach. Uh, he was with Sam Pittman at Georgia in 2018, and this was a guy, a lot of energy. Uh, under his, under his leadership at Tulane, that offense with Will Hall, man, they were top 20 nationally, fifth in the American and Oh, man, it just, it's hard. I mean, you, you feel really good about some young coaches, and then you're, you know what, five weeks out from from uh, spring training, you look up and you don't have an offensive line coach.
2: I guess, though, that's the reality in college football today, and it certainly is not unique to, uh, to Southern Miss. We've seen movement on the coaching staff at Ole Miss. We were actually talking about yesterday the fact that Mississippi State has been able to avoid movement with its coaching staff, despite the fact that uh, – You had tons and tons and tons of conversations about Zach Arnett and where he might end up, but it's kind of a reality. If you've got guys on your staff that are good and are young, it's hard to keep on to uh, keep hold of them, regardless of where you are.
17: It is, and you know, from a head coaching perspective, Jeremy McLean said before he hired Will Hall, if we're doing this in three more years, that means that we had success. I just I feel like you you don't on a new staff it's really hard to swallow the fact that a guy leaves, you know, after, after a month. And, you know, we talked about on the Eagle Hour today, there was a little friction, I think, between Tulane and Southern Miss because Kennedy was a really good guy. So you kind of feel for Will Hall here. Um, he, he pulls a guy that he was close to, and, and Kennedy had been with him at West Alabama and West Georgia too. And so Hall brings him to Hattiesburg and, you know, kind of sticks his neck out there, not, not wanting to disturb things at Tulane, yet he, he gets a position coach. From there, and then one month later, he checks out. So I think it's pretty difficult on Will
2: Hall, too. Yeah, understandably so. Um, I would assume, even though that the budget for assistant coaches was pretty significant, or at least was upgraded significantly, some of that is dollars in addition to the opportunity to to get to the SEC?
17: Absolutely. He's going to coach tight ends, looks like reunited with Sam Pittman and, and gets him to the uh, SEC at a relatively young age. So I think he's an up-and-comer, and that's why we'll all take him on his staff. You know, that kind of just shooting around, throwing around some names, I don't I don't think it's possible. Sam Gregg, who's the O-line coach at Liberty, he was
9: rumored to be on
17: the staff early, came apparent he was going to stay with Hugh Freeze, but guys, you know, Steve, Steve Campbell's available right now, and he's a pretty good O-line coach.
2: Yeah, might be uh, you might be on to something there. So a little baseball, Scott Barry's club. Uh, Scott was on with you guys. I know a couple of weeks ago, don't know if he's been on with you again since then, but kind of a, a general outlook on this season and uh, I guess revealed some, some scheduled news to you that, that I know you guys have talked about on the Eagle Hour.
17: Yeah, schedule-wise, uh, Southern of Miss still, I think, waiting for a couple teams to send in some contracts, but it's going to be really good. You know, we, we talked about the loss of the Florida State Series, but you're looking at a... Already some scheduled dates, non conference. You got UConn coming to the peak late February, uh, March 2nd at Trustmark against Mississippi State. A a series I'm excited about. The Raging Cages of Louisiana come in March 12th through 14th at the peak. Uh, Go to Alabama, go to Tuscaloosa on March 23rd. Southeast Louisiana comes. And uh, I think they're probably, when it's released, there'll be a South Owl on the schedule. I think Northwestern State's trying to get worked out. Conference-wise, um, you're going to go to Louisiana Tech, and you'll host them. Uh, Rice, you'll be at Rice, Middle Tennessee at home. They're also going to play FAU. Uh, Conference USA is splitting into an east and west division this year. And uh, schedule-wise, you'll play a four, four-game four series, so a full Friday game, doubleheader on Saturday with seven innings, and then a full game on Sunday. Hmm.
2: Um, no, Ole Miss on the schedule this year, and that's been a really good series. Where one of those games has been played in Pearl, the other has been at the uh, home park of either Ole Miss or or Southern Mississippi. Um, I know there are you know jokes and punchlines out there about Ole Miss and Southern Miss and other sports, but that has been, I mean, it's been a year after year after year thing in baseball. There's never been any question as to that whether or not that was going to be on the schedule. So a little bit of a bummer that uh, that that series goes away this year.
17: It really is, and it's a game that Southern Miss fans look forward to. And, and and I'll just, you know, be honest. Scott Berry said this, too. Uh, Coach Bianco at Ole Miss, I mean, he respects the Southern Miss baseball program, and he feels like when he plays Southern Miss, he's playing, you know, a quality non-conference opponent like they would play anywhere else. And so it's been, you know, the, the friendship and mutual respect between Berry and Bianco has, has done a lot to keep that series alive. The, the 2020 or 2021 squad at Southern Miss, uh, pitching, they're extremely deep, 39 players on the roster, 21 pitchers. The entire rotation's back, and, you know, in coming weeks, we can unpack that a little more. And they're going to have some options. They're going to have some right-hand, left-handed options, some freshman power with Slade Wilkes from Columbia Academy, uh, Peto from the coast. And then uh, you feel like this is a young but experienced team, with guys like Dustin Dickerson. And then you got bets like Walker Powell and Gabe Montenegro. So Southern Miss feels really good about their depth and experience going into this year.
2: I'm assuming, and I don't know if it's been announced yet, you can tell me on this, but I'm assuming that Southern Miss is going to be dealing with the, the same thing that uh, Bulldogs and the Rebels are dealing with, probably 25% capacity in the stadium at least to begin the year?
17: Yeah, I mean, as soon as we get the schedule, they're going to release all the ticket and capacity stuff. You know, the Pete's somewhere around 4,000, maybe a little more, so you would think at 25% you would be between 1,000 to 1,500. Still gotta you know realize still gotta think about what that means for you know the sweets and for for the right field roost. And so we, we expect something from Jeremy McLean's ticket office once the schedule is released.
2: <sighs> Maybe one of these days we can stop talking about what limited capacity numbers look like well, and how it's gonna be spread out and we can just get back to great big old crowds for great fun baseball games. What's
17: great about it is that all three Mississippi schools with twenty five percent capacity is still a rocking crowd anywhere else
2: in the nation in college baseball. Yeah, well, you're, you're right about that. Luke, always uh, good to visit with you. Appreciate the time. Be safe on the road this afternoon. Hi, guys. See you later. That is Luke Johnson on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorates.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Luke, co-host of the Eagle Hour, Super Talk Hattiesburg, and Super Talk Laurel, and, of course, always available uh, on demand at supertalk.fm. Luke and I were texting a couple of days ago. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette is uh, is on the schedule for Southern Miss. He said, look at Louisiana's schedule. It is insane. I'll pull it up for you and give it to you when we get back, just so you can uh, know exactly what we're talking about. But um, southeastern part of the United States has got some, uh, some pretty good baseball that is just around the corner. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm with you. We'll be right back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass deeds In Ridgeland, they're on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates, just call them at 601-605-4443. MDOT crews have wrapped up bridge inspection 220 northbound at Clinton Boulevard. Traffic back flowing without any problems whatsoever so far this afternoon. Looking good elsewhere, too. Buckle up and drive safe. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call them anytime, 601-353-5217.
18: As stewards of the land, we know you are all stars. So leave it up to us at Mississippi Arkansas Ag for your John Deere All Star package. The 3025E tractor plus loader, box blade, rotary cutter, and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just $349 per month. Leave it up to us, or visit any of our 16 locations or AgUp.com for more information. Offer ends 1031 2021. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details.
13: 144 tactical highway 49 south in Florence come check out our selection of custom AR-15s as well as parts and accessories when it comes to your firearm needs we've got you covered with customizing laser engraving or modifications 144 is a certified cerakote facility offering a lifetime warranty on all coatings and 144 rifles let our professionals help you turn your custom needs into reality 12 month same as cash financing on everything in the store 144 tactical.com
19: so
10: Liberty Liberty Mutual Insurance Company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. As a minimalist, paying less for insurance is more. Nice place. Is your house a bubble? It's a dome. I find corners
15: unnecessary.
10: At Liberty Mutual, that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance.
15: But I do miss having shelves. Hmm.
10: What would you put on them?
15: Nothing, obviously.
10: Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty,
7: Liberty, Liberty,
19: Liberty.
15: Go
1: with the home team. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk, Mississippi.
20: Here's go back. And now back to-,
1: back to the sports. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi. So let's get rolling on Super Talk, Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: this before the break, so just following up. Just fascinating to look at this schedule. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns, they are playing a series in Hattiesburg, and Luke told me, hey, check out the Raging Cajuns schedule. They open the season with a three-game series at Tulane, then get Louisiana Tech, and then LSU in midweek. Then they host Rice for a three-game series. Then another game with Louisiana Tech and McNeese in the midweek. Then... A three-game series with Houston Baptist, who on the surface you might be like, eh, Houston Baptist is good. Like every single year, they are just rolling out good teams. They'll follow that up with a midweek game in Starkville against Mississippi State, then a three-game set in Hattiesburg, and then they'll jump into conference play after a midweek game with Nichols, where they will play, I'm sorry, that's not conference play. It's just a hard schedule. Four games, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday with TCU, and follow that up with four games against Coastal Carolina. That gets you through the end of the month of March. If you're a Louisiana baseball fan, you, um, you better strap it on for that schedule for the first month and a half of the season. That's, I feel that's, like we get so rough.
3: much
4: more of that. I'm sorry, Dick, go ahead. That's, that's a pretty rough schedule, no question.
2: Yeah, of course. I just feel like you get so much more of that in college baseball, where teams are willing to go out and play difficult schedules week after week. You get some of it in college basketball
4: amongst the top teams. I mean, you'll always see Kentucky playing a team like Kansas and Michigan, but yeah, Mississippi State isn't you know out there looking to play Duke or anything like that. But in baseball, yeah, you're right. I mean, you see these kind, and of course, being Mississippi State and Ole Miss people, I mean, we see this every year. Look, look at this, look at this tournament that they're about to play in. With yeah. six top ten teams in it. I mean, this is this is what college baseball is. That's why it's and great. You
8: get,
2: and, and in college baseball, you've got teams that are willing to play a home-and-home. Home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it's,
4: yeah. And, of course, you know, for State and Ole Miss, I mean, State and Ole Miss could never get Duke or North Carolina to come to the, the Pavilion or the Hump. But big programs want to come to Duty Noble and to Swayze because those are elite facilities with elite programs.
14: Yeah.
2: Just kind of thinking back through that. Mississippi State did a home and home with Oregon State, didn't they? Yeah. No. Well, I was told at the time that that was not a home and
4: home. That it was just they were coming to Oregon to come to Mississippi, and there was no return trip on the schedule. Okay. But I have to I have to believe that there would be at some point.
2: Yeah. Maybe. Um. Years ago, you had a home and home with Ole Miss and UCLA. Mm Hmm. Um. Almost has done that with uh, with Louisville. Louisville, yeah. Number on uh, two different cycles. So anyway, uh, college baseball gets here uh, pretty quickly as we are closing in on the end of the month of January, February nineteenth, opening day for college baseball season. Little news item here, and we'll circle back by the way to the, the question about Tennessee. I, I just threw it out there. If you are a Tennessee fan, love to hear from you on the Seaspire text line, 601-879-4395. If you could get anybody, who is the guy that you would want, within reason, and basically I'm saying, don't give me Nick Saban or Dabo or Urban Meyer. Who's the guy that you would want, and then who's the guy that you think, ultimately, you get? 601-879-4395. So here's your news item. SEC Football Media Days was scheduled for Nashville this year. You remember they made that announcement a couple of seasons ago on the heels of the successful NFL draft in downtown Nashville. There was a new hotel and entertainment district going in in uh, in downtown Nashville, and the idea was kind of to create that type of environment for SEC Media Days. They were trying to figure out how to raise the bar for SEC Media Days. Well, given the environment that we are in, that has been pushed back two years. So SEC Media Days will now go to Nashville in 2023. This year, it will return to Hoover. So we will be back at the lovely Hyatt Regency Birmingham, the Winfrey Hotel, July 19th, 20th, 21st, and 22nd. But more importantly the one year where it stepped away for Atlanta, right there at the Omni in the College Football Hall of Fame, 18 in the last 19 years that the event has been held, it has been at the Hyatt Regions, or it has been in Birmingham, and uh, we get the trip to Nashville. That makes me believe, since they haven't announced anything for 2022, that either it's going back to Atlanta, or maybe they venture to Dallas for the first time, just thinking out loud.
4: More importantly... We will be at on tap sports pub and Gabriel's. That is the real news today. I have never wanted to smell like cigarettes more in my life. <laughs> if you tell me we can go to Gabriel's <laughs> and hang out,
2: I can't wait. I cannot wait. I have I have never done the Gabriel's oh. stuff. <laughs> I know Man, everybody loves that. It's all I'm about karaoke you. and Borky, did you Let's go to go. Gabriel's the one year that you went to Birmingham? No. Are you? Did you go two years to Birmingham? Just one. That would have been fun. Borky doesn't want to do that. Aw, let me like. So. Look at
4: him. He, wh- look, he looks so sour right now.
2: So Birmingham was the first year you went, and then you went to Atlanta. No. He was
4: with you all in Atlanta because that's yeah. where that's where the
2: the seeds of this show were planted. Ah, it's a good point. Sports Talk Mississippi, your reactions to who Tennessee will, should, and who you want them to hire when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
21: I'm Rich Denison. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says now that the administration has a handle on coronavirus vaccine inventory, President Biden is increasing his goal for vaccinations from 100 million to 150 million in his first 100 days in office. She suggested that that is not an official goal. He is not officially raising the benchmark, just that he is hopeful, and that is something that they think could happen. Fox's Peter Doocy at the White House. A federal judge today blocking the Biden administration from enforcing a 100-day ban on deportations. That move comes after a legal challenge from texas senate majority leader chuck schumer says progress has been made on a senate power sharing agreement to
0: set up rules for a 50 50 divided senate a power sharing agreement is expected to evenly divide democrats and republicans on committees with democrats serving as chairs of those panels fox's jared halpern in washington
21: america is listening to fox news
5: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to EatBasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
14: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller & Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
15: I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to new Mississippi. During his State of the State address, Governor Tate Reeves explained his belief that Mississippi needs a bold move to attract new and higher paying jobs.
3: This is the time for an action that will turn heads all across the country and get money and people flowing in and I believe that move is the elimination of the income tax.
15: The governor noted that the elimination would be done through a phase out approach as the income Income tax accounts for about one-third of the state budget. To listen to the governor's speech in full, find us online at newsms.fm. And Monday's storms led to a fatality in Leake County. Reports say 36-year-old Robert Andrew Terry
7: died after his vehicle crashed into a fallen tree on the Natchez Trace. The destructive storm system was also felt in Alabama. One person is dead and nearly 30 injured after a tornado struck near Birmingham.
15: A bill in the Senate would allow for the universal recognition of occupational licenses. Douglas Carswell with the Mississippi Center for Public Policy explains the importance of the legislation.
0: If you are a hair braider and you want to qualify
15: as a hair braider,
0: you need to undergo several hundred hours of training. If you want to become a barber, you need to undergo many hundreds of hours of training. We don't think it's right that someone who's gone through that rigorous training process out of state should have to repeat that when they come here to Mississippi.
15: And Congressman Michael Guest will serve on a new committee in Washington. The Congressman from Mississippi's 3rd District has been selected to serve on the House Committee on Transportation and Infrastructure for the 117th Congress. According to Guest, he'll be well-positioned to help advance the expansion of infrastructure in Mississippi, including the development of broadband. For all of your Mississippi news, be sure to find us online at newsms.fm. Stephen Gagliano, News, Mississippi.
22: The
0: 2021 Virtual Vaping Summit, hosted by Enrich Mississippi and partially funded by the Mississippi State Department of Health, will be on February 4th. You'll learn about e-cigarettes from medical and psychology professionals, debunking vaping myths, vaping in schools, parent and youth testimonials, and a legislative roundtable. This is a great opportunity to learn more about the vaping crisis affecting our youth. To register, visit EnrichMS.org slash summit. To sponsor, contact Jill Gordon at JillG at EnrichMS.org. Forward.
1: Mississippi's official midday meeting place, The J.T. Show, tomorrow morning at 10 on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Here, Sports Talk Mississippi. You
13: like this show, huh? Yeah!
1: Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
2: Tuesday afternoon with you, Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at Supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. Thank you for being with us. Ceasefire text line is open. 601-879-4395. Be honest. You know your business deserves better. So get better with a Ceasefire business. Internet and phone bundle backed by Real Support. The IT experts at Ceasefire equip your organization with reliable high-speed internet and industry-leading VoIP. Phone systems, plus 24-7 local support so you can focus on your goals. They've got connectivity covered. And see how C Spire can power your success today at cspire.com slash business. Let's go right to the C Spire text line. Some interesting responses in here. 601-879-4395. Question on the table is, you're a Tennessee fan, Like this is specifically for people who are VFLs and GBOs and whatnot. Falls for life. Go big orangers. No, I got it. Yeah. I know. I know. I just was you're so pretentious. Ah. I looked, I looked at
4: Twitter to find out what y'all were talking about. Too, so. were you amused? I was. I thought it was funny.
2: Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? So again, the question on the table is if you are a Tennessee fan, who do you want that's realistic? And, and I'm not saying sell yourself short. I'm just saying you're not getting Nick Saban. You're not getting Urban Meyer. You're not getting Dabo Sweeney. So take those three out. Who's your guy, if you could pick anybody and convince them to come? And then the second part of that is, who do you think that ultimately Tennessee actually lands on? So these responses are pretty interesting. Uh, I would like to see them hire Hugh Freeze, but we're probably going to get stuck instead with Ronald McDonald. It's just the most recent one that came through. Jeffrey and Tupelo. Here you go. I'd like to see Matt Campbell. We will probably end up with Tony Elliott if we are lucky. Hashtag GBO. That's Jeffrey and Tupelo. He also says, I'd like to see Kiffin back. Should have hired him in 2017. No way he comes back now.
3: See, Jeffrey is the rare, rational one of these people. And, I mean, it doesn't help that the last week on local radio around the state of Tennessee has been Matt Campbell wants the job. Lane Kiffin is foaming at the mouth. For, he wants the job. He wants it so bad. They are taking advantage of extremely gullible people who I guess don't know how to think or apply rationale to the way their brain works. To a certain degree, though, everywhere doesn't rationale go
2: out the window when you engage in a coaching search.
3: But if you have a – see, I'm not upset with the Tennessee fans that are saying things like, he wants to come home. Well, I mean, what do you mean home? He spent a year in Tennessee. What what is home about (laughs) one year there? It was in Boca longer. And for a guy like that, Boca's probably far closer to home than up in the Tennessee hills. But that's just me. It's the people with the platform, though, that instead of fueling that crap and getting these people all fired up about coaches that are never showing up there, they should be the ones to say, it doesn't make sense, guys. It's not going to happen. Instead, it's, oh yeah, he, he wants the job for sure. And they over-inflate these people's sense of what their job is. And so then they flood Sonny Dykes' email with, We don't want you at Tennessee. Don't come here. Because that's that's what this kind of stuff is fueling. It fuels insanity. If they just had people with platforms who would be honest, it's not happening. It doesn't make sense. We have NCAA trouble right now. It's not going to happen. Matt Campbell, guys, probably not going to happen. Realistic candidates. Tony Elliott, make more sense. Instead, it's, Oh, Kiffin Kiffin, Matt Campbell, James Franklin. Everybody wants our job. Go Vols on the radio every day. And when they hire a Tony Elliott, everybody's pissed off. When in reality, facing NCAA violations, significant ones, your school said out loud, the program itself is kind of a dumpster fire. You have a mass exodus of all your good players. And the gap is closed. Tennessee football is not a top-half job in the SEC right now. They haven't been competitive with Alabama in forever. Their last 10-win season was 2007. They haven't been to an Access Bowl or an equivalent of an Access Bowl since 2007. It's not the same job it used to be. Tony Elliott? Interesting. That would make sense. Chadwell at Coastal Carolina? That's interesting. Be a pretty good hire. That makes sense. He's a good football coach. He's got roots in the area. Probably would want to stay at your job forever and is willing or would be willing to take on the impending doom from the NCAA. Those make sense. Those are guys you should be excited about. Instead, it's if it's not Lane Kiffin or Matt Campbell or James Franklin, it's a bust and flood their emails with, we don't want you here, don't come here. And in fairness, I wouldn't want Sonny Dykes to be the coach of Tennessee either. But still, he's catching that kind of crap today. And it's all because people with platforms refuse to be honest. And instead they just kind of poured some gasoline on this fire and it's exploded into irrational expectations for a program that's been dead since the guys they're currently recruiting were in diapers.
4: I mean, Richard hit on it earlier, you know. A lot of these names don't draw any interest, but if you're in the media business and you're in the business of getting clicks, Lane Kiffin gets you that. You know, names like that Hugh Freeze gets you that. So that's, that's what's driving this kind of stuff. Nobody wants to have somebody on the air, you know, we, you know and, and bring them on. Not, our show is different. You know, we, we, we try to deal in the truth, but like national media shows, they're going to bring people on that, that, that bring in ratings and they bring in people who are going to say outlandish names because it gets people talking about them. It's the, the ESPN way. Create a story and then spend all day
2: talking about it. A lot of your responses. Jeff suggests Joe Brady. Would be a I
4: I can't recommend that higher enough. I am all aboard the Joe Brady bandwagon.
2: You think it's a terrible idea and you're being sarcastic or you legitimately think that's a great idea? No. I I thought he I thought state should have looked at him last year. Brian says Tennessee could hire a born again Freeze. We get another message that says Tennessee should hire Hugh Freeze. They likely will get Sonny Dykes. Here's one. Campbell, Kiffin, Herman, Mauzan, in that order, probably end up with the Mad Hatter face palm emoji.
3: <laughs> Herman's interesting. I mean, I think he'd take the job, right? Or, or would he? It, it, would you rather Herman or Chadwell? Chadwell. Mm, Tom Herman's a little more proven. He's weird he is, though,
4: but, and and he just got he just lost he couldn't get the job done at Texas, which has more natural advantage. It's well, sort of they, like the much champ argument for me. Like if you can't win at they Florida, okay why do Texas? They want okay. Is Tennessee just want to win okay? I mean, I grant, grant that would be better than what they've been doing, but
2: you know, if you can't See, win I, at I, Texas, I, I you can't thing, probably win anywhere else. I think the thing that Tom Herman struggled with at, at Texas was doing the booster thing and the glad-had thing and the, the, the smiling and whatever, you know, playing nice with the, the big donors. I think that's something that's expected at, at Tennessee, the big orange caravan and all of that, where they make all the stops from Selmer to Sevierville. Adam, uh, let's see, here. here's one that says, Luke Fickle, but would be happy with a Josh Heupel, Or a Clay Helton. I think that's three reasonable names. I'm not sure you can convince Luke Fickle to leave Cincinnati. If you can, I think that's a pretty good hire. Maybe a really good hire. Josh Heupel, currently the head coach at
3: UCF. Why has that not been, considering the obvious connection, why has that not been the guy that everybody there is like, that makes all the sense in the world? Probably
2: because UCF is not as hot right now as they were when Scott Frost was the head coach. They pretty much maintained, but it was going to be hard to
3: maintain at the level at which they were playing.
2: Yeah,
3: and we see how Frost, people want Frost fired at Nebraska now. Play Helton.
2: Do you think that's like a, a mistype, like they think they're talking about Todd Helton? Clay Hilton from Are either County. one of those good choices? Neither no. one. Nope. So what? Clay Hilton was at Tennessee when? Clay Hilton? Never. Wasn't he at one point an assistant at Tennessee? Did I make that up?
4: Oh now, now. Can I get I did to the make that up. fast
2: enough. He's I, from I
4: Gainesville, though. He was so, an assistant
2: you know. at Memphis. Okay. Yep. He was the offensive coordinator at Memphis seven, eight, and nine. So same general area. Sports Talk, Mississippi. We will be right back. More of your text after this.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. You can find him in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Cross Gates. Just call 601-605-4443. Just looking at delays, 20 eastbound in Hines County just before exit 31. Elsewhere, no other major problems so far this afternoon. Things looking pretty good. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
12: Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse.
11: during the New Year's celebration sales event at Mazda of Jackson. In 2021, we resolved to offer money-saving deals on every vehicle in stock. For example, get 0.9% financing on most new 2021 Mazdas in stock. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We have truckloads of 2021s arriving, so you're sure to find the perfect Mazda. Looking for something like new? We're offering 2.9% financing on certified pre-owned Mazda 3s and Mazda CX-5s. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our credit specialists work hard to get you Approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Plus, bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it, even if you don't buy a new one from us. Start off 2021 with explosive savings. During the New Year's Celebration Sales Event in Must of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all new state of the art facility is located at 5397 I 55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991 2222 today. Mustofjackson.com. See dealer for details with approved credit on select models. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in
0: Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. This is JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, majesticmetalsinc.com.
10: Nandy's candy.
0: Chocolate strawberries and chocolate baskets.
1: Nandy's candy.
10: Personalized hearts. Nandy's candy. Caramel popcorn.
1: Nandy's candy.
10: Chocolate hearts in milk or dark chocolate. Nandy's candy.
6: Fudge
1: and truffles. Nandy's
6: candy. Wait a minute. You have baskets made of chocolate that you fill with a dozen fresh chocolate dipped strawberries? Nandy's In Maywood Mart. And you can order them early online?
1: Accurate information is a precious commodity. Get yours from News Mississippi and Fox News. Trusted sources on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. It
18: doesn't get any better than this.
1: On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Why is Brent Venables not on the list for Tennessee? Why is he not on more coaching vacancy lists? That's from Chase in Summit. A great question. I think part of the answer to that question is Venables kind of hasn't really made himself available. Like, there have been some opportunities there. But he seems to be really happy as a defensive coordinator for Dabo. Making over two million dollars a year, with—am I crazy or is it? He's got a son or a couple of sons that are on the roster.
3: I think a, can I make that a part Starting up? linebacker, right? Yeah.
2: I mean, you can—I yeah, can fact check you on that, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, I just remembered, son.
3: Um, Jake played linebacker at Clemson. Uh, Currently plays. He had five and a half tackles for loss this past season. Okay. And Tyler is also a safety for Clemson. Uh, Only had 24 tackles this past season. So, yeah, both of his sons play for him.
2: Yeah. I think that probably factors into it for Brent Venables. Um, Somebody in response to Luke Fickle said Tennessee already hired from Cincinnati. That's where Butch Jones came from. Yeah, you're right. Brian Kelly also came from Cincinnati. It's worked out okay at Notre Dame.
4: You know, maybe some five star hearts is what they need. Some <laughs> champions of life,
3: <laughs> maybe. I, I wouldn't let that be a deterrent, though, or, or no. anything like that. No, that would be like Mississippi State not going to the
4: transfer portal again because Stevens and Costello didn't really work out. Yeah, no more transfer quarterback.
2: Sorry. No. But uh, back in the at the beginning of the show, I, I mentioned this. And, and I wanted to circle back to it because I thought it was kind of important to, to point out um, it's really hard to hire a sitting successful Power 5 coach away from a school to come to your school it's just difficult Mississippi State pulled it off they hired a successful sitting Power 5 head coach Now, there are, I think, some extenuating circumstances there in that it was clear that Mike Leach was looking for an opportunity to move. If Tennessee hadn't kind of bungled things a couple of years prior, he would have been the head coach in Knoxville. And, oh, my, what a sight that would have been to watch (laughs) With, with all that we've talked about with regard to Tennessee fans. Um, there aren't that many examples, are there, recently, moving Power 5 to Power 5? I'm not talking about moving Group of 5. I, I, I'm not talking about, um, oh, Mullen. what's his name? Leaving Memphis to go to Virginia Tech. Mullen, can I can't think North of it? Justin Fuente.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of North You Valley.
2: You do have Dan Mullen going from Mississippi State to Florida. Charlie Strong from Louisville to Texas. To Texas. Was Louisville... They weren't in the ACC yet then, though, were they? Surely they were. Weren't they still in the American at that point?
4: Louisville was never in the American. I'm pretty sure they were in the ACC. I could be wrong. I I don't know. That feels like I'm right, though.
3: They were in the AAC for one year and 13 under his regime in the Big East for the other three years. So okay. he never coached in the ACC. Okay. So that was
2: not a power five to power five move. Okay. Then there you go. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't happen that. Well, often.
4: I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. The big the Big East at that time was part of the the BCS, weren't they?
2: Uh, everybody was kind of part of the BCS, weren't they? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, I mean,
4: yeah, yeah. we're getting off track here. I'm trying to think of some more any more of these coaches.
2: Get yeah, Jimbo recently. Jimbo makes the move from Florida State to Texas A&M.
4: It feels like there's always... You know, like with Mullen, right? Always, He was always looking to go. Fisher t- making his move, there was... He he was done at Florida State. It, it wasn't... He was content at Florida State, but Texas A&M was able to conv- convince him to go. There was something else behind it. You know, that... The idea of that somebody like Mike Leach, who seemed to be perfectly content at Washington State, was making a good salary, was winning football games there, and just decided this is an opportunity I'd like to take,
2: that's sort of rare. Somebody said, did I say Memphis was in the Power Five? No, I was making the point that you have plenty of examples of guys making the jump group of five to Power
11: Five.
3: Yeah, And that's just not a requirement for hiring a good football coach. I mean, who would you consider the best coaches right now in college football? Nick Saban. He's a unique example because he came from the NFL, but it wasn't working there. Dabo Sweeney was the wide receivers coach, became interim coach after Bowden got fired and he took over. Ryan Day was an internal hire at Ohio State. Lincoln Riley was an internal hire at Oklahoma. Who are the other best coaches in college football? They all, not all, but all the ones you can think of didn't jump from Power 5 to Power 5. I mean, Jimbo's working out at A&M. I think most people would agree. But if you look at the elite coaches currently in college football, look at where they came from. That You know what I'd do if I were, if I were Danny White, if I were Tennessee? I,
2: I completely understand what you're saying, Borky. But I think the situation in Knoxville... Given the last decade, decade and a half of instability, needs someone who has run a big program, not somebody who's learning on the job. So here's what I'd do: I would go and hire Scott Satterfield from Louisville.
4: That'd have been a great Is, hire last year. I don't know about you know he coming off of a bad season.
2: My, I'm not making a hire though based on one year of results if there is a larger body of work. And that's why, because I, I, I thought about exactly what you just said. Yeah, they kind of went back in year two. Okay. The question is, do you believe in the guy or not? He built the thing at Appalachian State, and he got it moving in the right direction at Louisville, and yeah, they took a step back.
3: Yeah. For reference, uh, his first year as head coach at Appalachian State, they were in the Southern Conference. Actually, went four and eight, and then transitioned to the Sun Belt. Proceeded to go seven and five, eleven and two, ten and three, nine and four, ten and two. That was transitioning from the Southern Conference to Division One, and his worst year was his first in Division One, and it was seven and five. Am I crazy to think that Tennessee should be able to go hire Scott Satterfield away from Louisville? He wanted the South Carolina job.
2: Yeah, they, they can. They should be
4: able to do that, yeah.
2: About I Jamie think that's Jackson, a guy that boy. is attainable, who's got a track record, who has shown himself to be a program builder, who you can get behind, who can evolve offensively, who can put together a good staff, who's got a good reputation in the business. That's who I would go hire if I were Danny White.
4: Speaking of Jamie Chadwell, I didn't realize this. Coastal Carolina begins spring practice tomorrow. Hmm. So if that's going to happen, Coastal needs, to, needs probably needs to know.
2: Yeah. You have uh, you've thrown some references to us in terms of Power Five to Power Five, and I will again, I was not saying it never happens. I'm just saying it doesn't happen often. It's hard to pull it off. Saban going from Michigan State to LSU is absolutely one before NFL and Alabama and all of those things.
4: But that was 1999. I understand. 2000. To, to that. I mean, that's a, a different life. That's
2: a lifetime ago. B-Lama goes Wisconsin to Arkansas. That was one, one that kind of jumped up out of nowhere and surprised a lot of people. Yeah. I don't think anybody was surprised to see James Franklin leave Vanderbilt to go to Penn State.
4: I mean. You're talking about the very bottom of the power five there.
2: And then you had Kiffin from Tennessee to Southern Cal after one year. Does
3: James Franklin count?
2: Les Miles, (laughs) Oklahoma State to LSU.
3: It has happened. But these are all the examples in what, two decades? And, and, and most
4: of them are going to these blue blood programs. You know, like, so what happened in Mississippi State, incredibly rare. And Tennessee right now, to me, not a blue blood program right now. And you go, you go from Michigan State to LSU. you go from Oklahoma State to LSU. Vanderbilt to Penn State. These are e- no-brainer decisions. Washington State to Mississippi State. I mean, you're in the SEC. There's more money.
3: That's a no-brainer. But there's more decision. pressure. Is it? I think so. I, I mean, there is nothing at Washington State for you. There's isn't.
4: There's also no pressure. He could have stayed there forever and just kept winning seven, eight games a year.
3: Can he do that at Mississippi State, though? If he wins eight games I, a year, I mean, I think so, but he's got to start doing
4: that.
2: Mississippi State had a coach that won seven or eight games a year, but he wore out his welcome, and nobody was sad to see him leave until he was oh, actually I'm, gone. I would about say, they were sad to see him leave. I think they wore out. His not a, not he when he look, left, they weren't. They, he wore out his
4: welcome because he was looking to leave every year. If he had just been content to stay, and then one day decided, "Okay, I'm going to go," it'd been a different story. Maybe
2: sports talk, Mississippi.
12: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Mostly sunny today, high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 51. A 20% chance of showers for your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 59. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 33. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 50 degrees. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. I was a drug addict for 16 years. I've been sober almost seven years now, Christian business owner and family man. At
6: Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us,
15: 601-572-7296
6: or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for
9: helping us
15: get our daddies
10: back.
14: As a small business owner, you know that running a business is no
0: easy task. You're in the office and on your third cup of coffee before most even roll out of bed. That's why you need office equipment and solutions that help keep your business running smoothly. The experts at RJ Young provide office technology that ensures your business's network stays efficient and secure. So you can focus on what truly matters, growing your business. To discover how R. J. Young can help your small business grow, visit rjyoung.com/small-business.
10: Realtors and homeowners, listen up! When it's time to buy, sell, or most importantly, move. That's when you call two men in a truck. Let us take the worry out of moving so you can focus on what's important. Visit twomeninatruck.com.
12: The best made to order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283.
15: I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to New Mississippi. During his State of the State address, Governor Tate Reeves explained his belief that Mississippi needs a bold move to attract new and higher-paying jobs.
3: This is the time for an action that will turn heads all across the country and get money and people flowing in, and I believe that move is the elimination of the income tax.
15: The governor noted that the elimination would be done through a phase-out approach as the income tax accounts for about one-third of the state budget. To listen to the governor's speech in full, find us online at newsms.fm. And Monday's storms led to a fatality in Lee County. Reports say 36-year-old Robert Andrew Terry
7: died after his vehicle crashed into a fallen tree on the Natchez Trace. The destructive storm system was also felt in Alabama. One person is dead and nearly 30 injured after a tornado struck near Birmingham.
19: Oh Practitioners. Practitioners.
1: A new voice is coming to Supertalk Mississippi, Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show, starting February 1st at 11 p.m. Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show, starting Monday, February 1st at 11 p.m. on Supertalk Mississippi.
2: Basketball games, four of them tonight in the SEC. By the way, Brian asked us on the ceasefire text line, where's Houston Nut? A buddy that texted me that earlier. I wonder what Houston Nut's up to. I would imagine that uh, old Houston would be more than happy to give it a
3: whirl and see how it goes. Hmm. We'll see. They probably couldn't do worse. Could not do worse right. than Houston Nutt? Yeah, they probably could not do worse than Houston Nutt.
2: Houston's had some success. And? he's have had some failures, too. What has happened to that success? It did not end well in his last... Foray into head coaching. But prior to that, it was 50. 50. Anyway, just saying. Hoops tonight. If Kentucky wasn't so bad, this in a normal year would be an unbelievable game. Oh, can you imagine the atmosphere they would have at Colman Coliseum tonight if Alabama was what it normal, what it is right now? Kentucky is what it normally is, and we didn't have COVID restrictions on attendance. That's three ifs. big ifs. Yeah. Alabama, six and a half point favorite at home tonight against Kentucky. Alabama did not cover in its last outing. Tennessee is a nine-point favorite tonight at home against Mississippi State. That is the same point spread that Mississippi State had in its last game when they went to Tuscaloosa on Saturday. They did not win. They did, however, cover. That was a one-possession game late, wasn't it?
4: Saturday, um, yeah, state was they was down three with under a minute to go. Miss shot, make shot, free throws, lose by yeah. eight. God, I think they had as a turnover in there somewhere. Okay,
2: Missouri, fresh off a road win at Tennessee and playing really good basketball, is getting points tonight at Auburn against an Auburn team that is coming off a 109-point offensive outburst against South Carolina. Middle of the week last week, lost a lower-scoring close game in which at one point they led by 19 on the road to Arkansas. So Auburn's favorite at home tonight by 2.5. And And LSU is a five-point favorite at Texas A&M. LSU who looked so very good earlier in the year, has gotten popped a couple of times lately. They gave up the 23 made threes to Alabama, and then they got punched in the mouth by Kentucky on the road this past weekend. And three of those four in a more normal year would be great environments tonight. I don't care what Kentucky's record is. With Alabama, one, as good as they are, and two, Kentucky coming to town, there would be 15,000 people at Coleman Coliseum tonight. Tennessee has been dealing with some injuries and have turned it over 36 times in the last two games. 18 turnovers a game in the last two. Still a pretty good Tennessee team. Thompson Bowling would have, what, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand 17,000 people there tonight? Probably, and then yeah. Auburn, much smaller venue, but good grief, is that place loud? They'd have 8,500 in there for the, tonight for a game against Missouri. And then Texas A&M with the worst basketball arena in the SEC
4: just gross. Is it the worst? It's worse than Coleman? Coleman Coliseum is a dump. Mm. I haven't been to A&M, so i got to take your word for it.
2: It's weird. It feels like a big theater. I mean, Vandy's obviously weird. So those would be the worst three, though, I think. Okay. I think. Is there a Pearl River Resort pick of the day that just explodes off the page? Do you have one of those four?
4: What's the line on State again? Plus nine. Eh. I mean, State was what they, they they covered against Alabama minus nine or plus nine and a half. I'd sweat that though. I don't know if I would. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not because State hasn't played back to back good games. I thought they played okay against Alabama. They're just not as good as Alabama.
2: See a team I think that hasn't played well back to back is Kentucky. Like it'll you know, oh yeah, that's what we thought. And then they'll lay another clunker. Yeah. I we'll like Alabama laying six and a half tonight. Yeah,
4: let's go with that. Bama's gonna win that game. I think they might I think they might make a statement tonight.
2: Just beat them down. Joe Lenardi currently has them as a two seed. I think the statement has been made.
4: Yeah, but everybody's sort of looking like, oh wow, Alabama, yeah, they must be pretty this is gonna be the one where like, oh, Alabama, they could maybe win a national title. Mm. You're already saying that is one thing. Just regular folks saying it is something different.
2: All right, so let's go with that. Pearl River Resort Pick of the Day brought to you by the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Golden Moon in Philadelphia. Alabama laying six and a half tonight at home against the CATS. Cats, cats, cats. It's the first time in a while where I've looked at a slate of like four games and thought, man, that's a pretty good slate tonight. LSU at AM doesn't do much for me. Kentucky, Bama's fun. Mississippi State at Tennessee, I'm intrigued with. And Missouri at Auburn, I think, is fun. Sharif Cooper is must watch. And oh, by the way, yesterday, as Mike pointed out on Twitter this morning, winner, winner, lobster dinner. But it was close. <laughs> West Virginia, a little driving layup at the buzzer. That was, I watched more. Um, I watched more Big 12 basketball last night than I had watched all season long. And it was the second half of Texas Tech at West Virginia, and it was great. I think 89-88 was the final. High scoring, high level of shot making, perimeter shots going down. McClung was great for uh, for Texas Tech. Missed a shot at the buzzer that would have given them the walk-off win. That was a really fun game. Who did you say said winner, winner, lobster dinner? Mike said that on uh, Twitter this morning.
4: No, no. Brian Haydad said that to you last night on Twitter.
2: Oh, did you? Yes. Okay, well, I apologize for... uh, People stealing my material. Not properly... Uh, Attributing that See the other day I
4: got you Because you were 0 for 3 I I decided to give you Some some props there
2: There it is You're right Winner winner Lobster dinner From Brian Haydad Thanks I pay attention My apologies For not giving Due credit Bobby Huggins (laughs) Looking like (laughs) Steven Seagal I just read that (laughs) Huggy bear did you see him last night? Borky, yeah. did you watch any of that game? No.
4: <laughs> so hugs is you doing You asking adorable. him that was like him asking you the other day about the Lord of the Rings. I mean there was
2: just Yeah, an Richard,
3: experience. what's that Lord of the Rings quote? That was a rhetorical question. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I was just thinking, you know, sports talk show, high level top fifteen college basketball game, Monday night, nothing else on. Maybe you watch some of it. It's fine though. Not bad.
3: I just don't know if that's uh, something that is required from our listening audience. I think they'll give me a pass on not watching Big Twelve basketball. I'm sure SEC basketball. I, I have so many people like I've asked the question before in podcast form and, and on Sundays. You know, like, do you guys even want me to to do this? And some of the re- most of the responses are like, "Nah, you can do something football or skip to baseball. We're good." So if There's not much local interest in our teams. I think I'm good not watching West Virginia last night. Fair enough. Although there might be some buyback, at least in Oxford. Maybe a little bit. There's like a cautious optimism of, hey, the team looked better. Let's see what happens with Arkansas. But gauging the Mississippi State fans I interact with, it's uh, let's get ready for baseball, bud. Ken in Long
2: Beach, apparently a uh, Mountaineers fan. He says, uh, "No pass from me. Let's go Mountaineers." That was a good win, anyway. So Huggy was wearing the uh, you know the the black kind of wind pant looking pants, and he had the short sleeve black wind shirt that he always rocks, and then looked like he had like a like a Mountaineer yellow camouflage tie dyed undershirt thing going it was um bob huggins absolutely being bob huggins
6: from the venable glass traffic center with two locations serving your glass deeds you can find him in ridgeland on 51 north and in brandon at 209 woodgate drive cross gates Just call 601-605-4443. Just looking at delays, 20 eastbound in Hines County just before exit 31. Elsewhere, no other major problems so far this afternoon. Things looking pretty good. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, proudly serving the Metro since 1946. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217. Hey Tom, looks like you're a few guys short today.
5: Yeah, one's been out with the flu, another is at the ER, and Lydia at the office has a sick child. Where's Randy? Another contractor offered benefits.
18: You should call New Care MD. They offer full-service medical care, flat monthly rates. Your guys and their families get same-day appointments and minor emergency service. Contact NewCareMD at newcaremd.com today to learn more about how you can provide affordable direct primary care to your employees. Pillium Corporation. When people hear our name, they say, cool name. What exactly do you do?
7: Great question. Pillium helps your company stay secure and current with IT support, IT security and forensics, cloud services and networking.
18: Plus, next generation body cameras, in-car video systems and mobile communications for public safety and first responder clients.
7: In short, Pillium Corporation helps our clients grow and thrive securely. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people,
18: smart business, smart solutions.
3: Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at The Range in Gluckstadt. I'm sure by now you're aware of the shortage of ammunition that shooters and hunters are experiencing nationwide. Right now, we have a good supply of popular
14: calibers like 9mm pistol and .223 rifle, as well as others that we're offering at fair market prices. We do limit the amount you can buy each day. At The Range, we'd rather everybody have some than a few buy it all. I hope you'll come visit us soon and check out all the many things we have to offer at The Range, a totally new and different type of gun store.
10: com Liberty. Liberty Mutual insurance company customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need as a minimalist paying less for insurance is more nice place is your house a bubble it's a dome I find corners unnecessary at Liberty Mutual that's how we feel about overpaying for insurance but I do miss having shelves hmm What would you put on them?
15: Nothing, obviously.
10: Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty,
15: Liberty, Liberty, Liberty.
16: Bull. When you listen to other wireless carriers, bull is all you hear. They talk about great deals, but it's never the price for one or two lines. One line with AT&T is 60 bucks. At Verizon, it's 90. Enough bull. Get the new C Spire real deal plan. 10 gigs, 45 bucks per line with auto pay. 45 bucks, no bull. Ceasefire. For limited time, get our best 5G phone, free with trading. Head to ceasefire.com for details.
15: This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.
10: Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Supertalk Jackson 97.3.
1: You can be a part of Sports Talk Mississippi. 888-808-8637 on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us on this Tuesday afternoon. You want to be part of the conversation, you can. Ceasefire text line is open, 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. Got an interesting story coming just around the corner for the college football fix. Give you a little bit of a tease. Nick Suss wrote a, uh, a really cool story today. In the uh, Actually, let's go ahead and do that now. We've got Ryan Brown coming up at uh, 5 o'clock, top of the hour, so let's just jump into this right now. We'll call it the college football fix just a little bit early. The college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. So we have wondered what the ultimate effect financially was going to be on schools from COVID, from attendance being down. And we are beginning to get a picture, and the initial picture, as it pertains to Ole Miss, is not as bad as you might would have thought. Fiscal year for Ole Miss... Athletics runs October 1st through September 30th. So you're talking about six months of COVID. Like April, May, June, July, August, September. Plus you had half of March. So all of the SEC baseball season, all of the revenue that would have come in leading into football season with season ticket sales and and whatnot, but you don't have the entirety of the football season in this either. Operating revenue for fiscal year 2020 was 105875209 According to their operating budget, they had planned for $112.5 million in revenue. So 106 generated, 112 a half is what they had planned for, so about a $6.5 million shortfall. Knowing what we know now, only falling $6.5 million short of the projected budget feels like a
3: massive win. That is without football, though. What do you mean? The fiscal year ends before football season begins. No, it ended September 30th. Okay,
2: so... No, but, but you would have had all the revenue from season ticket sales come in by then. Normally, I, I don't know exactly what their budgeting calculator is, but I mean, all of the donations for football season tickets, seats, and all that—that that revenue would have come in by the start of football season, wouldn't it? That would be more up your alley. Uh, I mean, obviously, you would be off on concessions and merchandise sales right. and all of
3: those things, but that's still an encouraging sign. In part because, you know, they were dealing with NCAA stuff and they were almost unknowingly preparing for having to deal with not getting as much revenue after the NCAA left town. But in, in comparison, though, so
2: this past year, Ole Miss was $6.6 million off of budget. Fiscal year 2019, they came in $8.8 million. Under budget, or over budget, depending on how you want to look at it. They were $8.5 million short. So, just kind of interesting to look at. Here, here's the biggest difference, though. Coming off of the period in which they couldn't get their full pro rata share from the SEC, Ole Miss got way more money from the league than they got the prior year. And so that gave them a boost in revenue that allowed them not to be in as bad a shape. So fiscal year 19, Ole Miss got $0 from the conference bowl partnerships because of NCAA probation. They got a little bit more than $8 from that this particular year on top of the TV revenue. And so it was a big, big boost. Here's the crazy thing, and this is almost identical if you look at Mississippi State year by year. Fiscal year 2016, which included Ole Miss, that super exciting season that culminated in a Sugar Bowl win, 96 million in revenue. Fiscal year 13, before the new SEC TV contracts kicked in, 62 million in revenue wild yep. and 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 again within I don't know hey dad wouldn't you say within 10 to 15 million dollars one way or the other Ole Miss and Mississippi State's budgets have kind of mirrored each other
4: yes I would agree with that
2: there have been years where Ole Miss was you know 10 12 15 million ahead there have been a couple of years where Mississippi State was 5 6 million ahead of Ole Miss but basically they've been in that same ballpark and they've grown at the same rate 60 million Ninety million over a hundred million. Just I know that's a lot of numbers to throw out at you, but it feels like it could have been a whole lot worse than it actually turned out to be. Ryan Brown from Jocks will join us when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi.
21: News. I'm Rich Denison. President Biden today signing executive orders to push for racial equality. President Biden said the nation is ready to come together. Unity and healing must begin with understanding and truth, not ignorance and lies. The actions the president signed address housing equity, ending the use of private prisons, and promoting initiatives to combat xenophobia. Fox's Gernal Scott. FEMA is sending nearly a billion dollars to a number of states and territories in an effort to improve coronavirus vaccine distribution.
9: The aid will help
7: governments transport and administer vaccines, set up and staff community distribution centers, and pay for on-site infection control measures and emergency care for possible allergic
10: reactions.
21: Fox's is Rachel Sutherland in Washington. U.S. coronavirus deaths today surpassing 422,000. America is listening to Fox News. This Fox News update has been brought to you by Tico's Steakhouse
2: also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's and the second generation. Tico's
19: Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Have
18: Smith Marine winterize your boat so it's done right.
19: See the 2021
18: Crest Pontoons with great Suzuki outboard warranties. Come see the pros at Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive on the Res by Main Harbor Marina
15: in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Mississippi. Monday, President Joe Biden expressed that the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine will only continue to speed up in the coming weeks.
1: So I'm quite confident that we will be in a position within the next three weeks or so to be vaccinating people at the range of of a million a day or in in excess of that.
15: It's now been announced that Biden's administration will purchase an additional 200 million doses of the vaccine. To date, over 190,000 doses have been administered in Mississippi and mobile sports betting could be on the horizon in Mississippi. Introduced by Senator Philip Moran, a bill aims to expand sports betting in Mississippi to mobile platforms while current law requires you to place all bets on the property of a casino. Similar bills have died in past sessions and House Speaker Philip Gunn said in December that the House Gaming Committee isn't in favor of the idea. For more, visit NewsMS.fm.
14: Before you dig or drive stakes in the ground, Call 811 or you might hit, man, I can't wait to hang up my team mascot. <laughs> An electric line or a gas line.
10: Tents gone.
14: Yeah, driving stakes. Call Mississippi 811 two days before pounding. It may keep you out of the, don't
12: worry, honey. The doghouse is just fine. There's room for both of us in here.
14: Call 811 two days before you dig. Let's make our goal zero damages, zero injuries.
16: Spire 5G.
15: Tonight, the Mississippi State men's basketball team looks to get back in the win column. Looking to snap a two-game skid, the Bulldogs face 18th-ranked Tennessee on the road in Knoxville with tip-off set for six. Mississippi State enters tonight's matchup as a nine-point underdog against a Vols squad that has also lost two in a row after a 10-1 start to the season. And when the COVID vaccine began to arrive, healthcare workers like Cindy Hansen with Memorial Hospital of Gulfport were so excited that they took pictures and put them on social media. Hansen says that some of the reactions surprised them.
10: The biggest thing was not, oh, we got a vaccine. It was, oh, they're not wearing gloves. Wearing gloves is not required when we're administering vaccines unless we have open source cuts or anything on our hands. So if you see someone seeking um, to give you their vaccine and they don't have gloves on, as long as they've sanitized their hands before and after,
22: you're good.
15: Stephen Gagliano, News, Mississippi.
13: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi covering your Mississippi team with live reports from games and practices plus exclusive interviews weekday afternoons starting at 3 on supertalk.fm, the Super Talk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
2: 5 o'clock Tuesday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad. Time for our semi-regular visit with Ryan Brown from WJOX in Birmingham. He's co-host of the Jocks Roundtable. He's joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Ryan, this really has nothing to do with what uh, I would like to talk to you about other than the fact that it is sports, and it's got to be sobering for New Orleans Saints fans. I know you're a Dolphins fan. I was reading this during the break from The Athletic and uh, and Larry Holder. He's talking about quarterback situation in New Orleans going forward, and this sentence struck me, and if I'm a big Saints fan, it haunts me. He says, I'm allowing myself to entertain every possibility in the team's search to replace Drew Brees after all, Tom Brady would have replaced Breeze had Breeze retired after the 2019 season. Ouch. Mm. Yeah, wow.
23: That, that's got to be tough to swallow there, right? Knowing that the guy that is about to quarterback his 10th Super Bowl could be quarterbacking your team, and not just that, you lost to him, which is why he's in his 10th Super Bowl, and your quarterback in that game Um, couldn't throw it more than 20 yards down the field. So there was a distinct difference between those two players. Yeah, that one's got to hurt.
2: How excited are you about this Super Bowl matchup?
23: Oh, I'm very excited. You know, um, obviously being a Dolphins fan, Tom Brady is somebody I have uh, respected but hated for a very long time. So it's good to (laughs) finally see him doing it in another franchise that my team doesn't have to play twice a year. Um, and, and the Chiefs are always exciting. I mean, that is the most exciting team in the NFL right now. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy call plays like nobody else does. They've got the most exciting player in the NFL. Uh, maybe the two most exciting players in the NFL when you consider Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's, it's like the, it's almost like the actual passing of the baton. You know, the legend Tom Brady, the best that's ever done it. I don't know that it's his last Super Bowl. I would never doubt him, but, you know, there's a chance that's his last Super Bowl and he's handing the game over to the guy that's already considered better than him. But yeah. it's almost like there's this, you know, figurative passing of the baton here.
2: In terms of, and, and boy, this opens up a debate, and people want to start talking about Joe Montana and they want to talk about Steve Young and they want to talk about all the great quarterbacks through all of the years. But in terms of physical ability, in terms of being the total package, is Patrick Mahomes maybe the best we've ever seen at the quarterback position?
23: Um, just because of the way he plays the game and everything he can do, maybe so. Um, you know, the best athlete, I think you could definitely argue he's the best athlete we've seen at the quarterback position that is, a, that is an elite quarterback. I mean, you know, you, you had guys like Randall Cunningham and Michael Vick and Steve Young that were obviously. They had what seemed to be more athletic ability than Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. They may not have been better quarterbacks, but you know their ability to run and and you know create something out of nothing. I think Mahomes might be the best of that. Um, I, I think he probably puts those two together. I know I said Steve Young in that sentence. Steve Young was phenomenal, but I think Mahomes might put that those two things together together better than anybody we've ever seen in a game.
2: Yeah, and and I I hate engaging in like of-the-moment hyperbole. And so I'm not trying to do that, but I'm just kind of thinking about in terms of athletic ability to make plays with his feet, although he is absolutely first a passer. He does kind of the body contortion thing, and he throws from all these different angles, and he's incredibly accurate, and he's got a huge arm. It just feels like he is complete, like the total package. Yeah, I, w-
23: I would agree with you because, you know, even the guys I mentioned, um, Steve Young was probably, or was the best of that group I mentioned. You know, Michael Vick did things with his feet we had never seen a quarterback do in the NFL. Well, I shouldn't right. say that because Randall Cunningham did it. Randall Cunningham did it. Um, and maybe way back in the day, it's well before my time, but Fran Tarkenton, you know, I, I think that it's um, a, a little differently. And maybe he put that together better than anybody in his in his era. But, you know, we saw Michael Vick and, and. Randall Cunningham do things with their feet we normally don't see quarterbacks do but they weren't as proficient throwing the ball and then you had all these quarterbacks that were just you know my guy Marino was one of them that are just cemented in the pocket and they couldn't yeah. do what a Vic or a Cunningham could do but you know th- there are fewer ac- more accurate passers if any than Patrick Mahomes that puts the ball in the money time and time again and he also creates and gets these off-platform plays and throws the passes that you're always told to never throw you know, across his body over the middle late, and he completes them, and they just don't lead to turnovers. He gambles as much as anyone, and it doesn't lead to turnovers. You know, maybe um, Brett Favre was the guy that put all that together together as well. But he you threw know, a Favre million interceptions. An runner. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. You know, Favre, he, he probably was too careless with the ball at times. But that's what made him so great. I mean, I think that's what, you, if you were Mike Holmgren, that's kind of what you wanted out of Brett Favre. You don't want to try to neuter that because it, it was that same attitude that made him incredibly good, right? Mahomes just protects the ball better. I mean, he, he really does have it all. There's no doubt.
2: And clear evidence to the fact that he was not neutered. <laughs> <laughs> was that a poor choice of words? Hey, you you said it, not me. I just you, sorry. Now I got Hey Dad rolling his eyes at me, and, and Borky's looking for the dump button and and everything. Else. Sorry, sorry. Just having a little it's fun. A
23: medical term, Borky. You don't have to dump a medical term.
2: I think it was more me
12: than you. Oh, okay. Good.
2: Um, Let's switch gears to the college side of things for a second, and and I'm sure that you guys have spent a ton of time talking about Tennessee and what that is looking at. Let's start on the AD side of things. you got to give Tennessee pretty high marks for what they did in going and getting Danny White, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I think you look at,
23: if nothing else, you know, Danny White made a lot of news in this state because of his stance on, on the national championship the year Alabama won it and they claimed it and it b- kind of became this, you, you know what, match um, between some fans and, and Danny White was very vocal about that. And so there are a lot of people in this state that already didn't like him. But I think without that, most people have no clue who the UCF athletics director is if he doesn't take such a public stand about that. But if you stop and look at the hires he has made, the major hires he has made, they're pretty tremendous hires. I mean, you know, at Buffalo, he hired Nate Oates, who Alabama fans. We well, hired Bobby Early first to get the Arizona, get, get Arizona stage job. And then Nate Oates, who Alabama fans are absolutely in love with, and you can understand why. And on the football side, it's a lesser-known coach, but I – I, you know, I think Lance Leopold has done a very nice job there. You know, kind of a smaller school background, but he has got Buffalo playing for their level of football extremely well. I think I looked at his record. He's 37-30 and 30 at Buffalo, and that has not exactly been a powerhouse. And then you go to Central Florida, and you hire John Dawkins for your basketball job, a guy with, you know, at least a good lineage, and he's done pretty well there. And your, your football hires are Scott Frost, who's now the Nebraska coach, and Josh Heifel who's still there at Central Florida. I mean, that's a pretty good set of hires there. I think if you want to grade an athletic director, you look at the hires he makes for the major jobs, and most of those, if not all of them, have been home run hires.
2: It's it's easy to pile on Tennessee fans, um, and I know Alabama fans love doing that. I'm sure Auburn fans to a degree love doing that. Uh, old Miss and Mississippi State fans love doing that because there's this, like, strange little corner of crazy in the Internet that we call Vol Twitter. Um <laughs> Are Tennessee fans, in your mind, unreasonable in terms of their expectations? And I feel like you're qualified to answer that considering the state in which you live.
23: Yeah. Well, um, you know, you look at it and say, okay, well, history says they're not. I mean, they won the 1998 national championship. Um, I don't have these numbers right in front of me, but I think the, ten, the decade leading up to the national championship, I looked at this the other day. The decade leading up to the national championship, uh, they won, I think, 95 games in a national championship in 10 years. So you average nine and a half wins a year. And keep in mind now, that was the 11-game schedule, not the 12-game. Right. So that's the equivalent of averaging 10 and a half, which is really good. And the 14 years after that, so Fulmer's final year and then the coaching carousel that followed Fulmer, they've had like 78 wins in 14 years. And clearly no national championship, no SEC championship. So, uh, you know, I look look back at that, and, you know, former coach some more years after that, and then you kind of handed it over. And um, it it, it just – actually, I've done that wrong. So it was not – I'm sorry. I know this is super confusing. So it was 98 to 2007, and then former's last year, and from that point on. So started with a national championship. Even after that (laughs) championship, my point there is that I'm laboring to make here – is if, if Borky's going to dump anything, he should have dumped that. Uh, the point I'm laboring <laughs> to make here is that, you know, they still maintained it after the national championship. It's not like they won it and it just went away. They were consistently clipping off 9 and 10, 11 wins a year. And once they got on that carousel and fell apart, so I don't think it's reasonable to think you could get back to that point. Are you going to be what Alabama is? Probably not, but who is? Could you get to the point where – you're what Florida has been since Urban Meyer? Yeah, I think you could certainly be that. Could you be what LSU has been where you you have a random great year and most of what else you do is 9 or 10 wins? I don't think that's unreasonable if you get the right coach. And that's why they've been on this carousel so long they can't manage to get the right coach.
2: So, will Tennessee be able to get the right coach? We'll continue this conversation with Ryan Brown in just a couple of minutes. He's joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. This is Sports Talk, Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations. Server your glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon, 209 Woodgate Drive, Cross Gates. Just call 601 605 4443. A disabled vehicle on 468 southbound has the right lane block just before Highway 80. Otherwise, just looking at some slow traffic coming from 55 south onto 20 eastbound. Otherwise, things looking fairly decent. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. Call them at 601 353 5217.
19: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in or online at bennelson.com.
7: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. We've got hand-washing stations with soap, paper towels, and water, and we've also got hand sanitizers to rent or sell. Please give us a call, 601-879-3969.
8: It's time to do more of what you want, where you want, with the all new Honda EU2200i generator, available at your preferred local Honda dealer, Frederick's Sales and Service. These generators are quiet, portable, efficient, and have the reliability you'd expect from Honda. Come by Frederick's Sales and Service in Brandon and see the full line of Honda generators, or online at FrederickSales.com. Honda and Frederick's, power
14: you can trust.
13: What if you could save a life today? What if you could save three lives today? You have the chance. Right now, Mississippi Blood Services is currently seeing extremely low inventory of all blood types. We are urging all eligible donors to download the free Mississippi Blood Services app and locate the nearest blood drive to you today. Every donation of blood has the potential to save three lives, and you can be that lifesaver. Be a hero. Be a donor with Mississippi Blood Services. Find more info at msblood.com mom.
5: here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, covering your Mississippi teams with live reports from the games and practices, plus exclusive interviews with coaches, players, and legends from the past. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with more with Ryan Brown from WJOX. Jocks in Birmingham, co-host of the Jocks Roundtable early in the mornings from 6 until 10 every morning. So, Ryan, I posed the question as we were going to the break, is Tennessee going to get it right? All kinds of rumors out there, all kinds of expectations from Tennessee fans. I I I floated this question earlier to to Tennessee fans that might be listening to the show, and we got a number of responses. Who's the guy you want? within reason, knowing that you can't go get Dabo, you can't go get Nick Saban, you can't go get Urban Meyer, who's the guy that you want if you could just make it happen? And then who's the guy that you think realistically Tennessee ends up with? So I guess I'll kind of frame it that way to you as well.
23: Well, if I were a Tennessee fan, um, I I would, and this would take, and your listeners are going to love this. So this would take swallowing some pride and take a guy willing to do it. I'm not saying he's, he would be willing to do it at all, but I would make it, I would make Lane Kiffin tell me no. And I know all Ole Miss fans, I'm sure are in love with Lane Kiffin and I know you wouldn't want to lose him. And again, I'm not saying that, Oh, if Lane Kiffin were all for the job, he would take it. I am saying if I'm Danny white, I make him tell me no, maybe twice. Um, and it would take swallowing the pride of oh you got po'd at him when he left and went to USC and you know you 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 can fix that right if the guy comes in and wins who cares that he left you one other time but that's who I would I would make tell me no because I I think a lot of Lane Kiffin and the job he is doing um, I, I I think they probably end up with a, a Tony Elliott type coach and I am told from people that know Tony Elliott I've actually got some connections with him I've never met him and I don't know him personally. But I am told he is really a kind of humble, quiet, behind-the-scenes type guy that if there was a guy in college football that would turn down a, an SEC head coaching job just to remain a coordinator in the good spot he's in, it would be Tony Elliott. He's the type of guy that would do that. But I think that's, that's who they end up hiring. Uh, maybe not him, but a coach on his level, and a, a coordinator-level coach at a good school.
2: Let's unpack that one at a time. On the Lane <laughs> Kiffin thing, I, I mean, no, no. I mean, I, I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but if I'm punching holes in that theory, and, and you said maybe he says no to it, isn't there like an element of history repeating itself where you leave a place after a year and go to a place that is potentially going to be dealing with really significant sanctions and seeing that that particular combination of events doesn't work out very well?
23: Yeah, which is which is why Kiffin wouldn't do it. I mean, l- let me just quickly say, I think Kiffin's in a better situation right now at Ole Miss than what Tennessee offers him. So I, I think, it- as far as the situation now historically has Tennessee been a better job than Ole Miss? Sure, it has, but I don't think it is right now. I, I don't. I don't think that's a better situation by any stretch of the imagination. So um, th- I don't think Lane Kiffin would say yes to that. And for the reasons you mentioned, is that there is a there's a great unknown. He knows what he's involved in at Ole Miss. He knows the positives. He knows the challenges. You know he he can remember Tennessee from several years ago, but it's a different situation now. You're you're, you're talking about NCAA sanctions, and that's the great unknown, which is why I don't think that Tennessee is even if they throw around seven million dollars is going to be able to hire a PJ Fleck or someone like that that they that they would want. Because while Minnesota might not be what Tennessee is, I I think it's way closer than it ever has been, if it's not slightly better right now because of those situations. Flex sits there at Minnesota and thinks, I'm a king here. Why would I go dive into the shark tank that is the SEC and do it with the NCAA sanctions that I don't even know what they are? They could be super serious. I have no clue right now. Uh, There are a lot of coaches that just, even for an SEC job, aren't willing to dive into that. I don't blame them one bit."
2: When we were talking about this earlier, Heydad told me that the shine had worn off of this name a little bit, and, and it's not nearly as attractive as it would have been a year ago, but I, I'm kind of looking at it from a total body of work standpoint. If I were Danny White, I think I would go make Scott Satterfield tell me no. Is that crazy? I mean, should, is, is well, that a guy that Tennessee should be able to pick off from his current spot?
23: There is something strange with his situation at Louisville, too. It it just doesn't seem like it's a comfortable situation. Um, And, you know, he had a little PR hiccup during the season. He did take a step backwards. My, My fear on a Scott Satterfield, and it's the same thing I fear, not only because he's from Appalachian State, but it's the same thing I fear with Eli Drinkwitz, is when those guys get elevated so quickly from those, you know, group of five jobs, a little bit like Tom Herman did, you never know if those guys can truly build and sustain a program. They went so quick. It's what it's what you know. If they hire Jamie Chadwell, you know the, the the Coastal Carolina coach, if that's who Tennessee ends up hiring. I hear that guy is a massive Tennessee fan. I think he named his son, if I understand correctly, uh, Heath after Heath Schuler. Hmm. So he's a huge Tennessee fan. He's from Tennessee. But you never know if those guys can build or sustain a program because the minute they get hot, they get hired, and you can't just get hot and have a good year in the SEC. You've got to continue recruiting, and you've got to build and show sure you can sustain. And that's what we never know about a Scott Satterfield or an Eli Drinklitz when they get hired. And they frequently come in and they change the culture and they, they get guys fired up and they have a great year. And then when it comes time to build and sustain, oh, guess what? They, they've never really had to do that. And that's what you have to do in the SEC.
2: Why is Gus Malzahn not getting seemingly more serious consideration? I think
23: because Gus Malzahn was viewed, when he first came to Auburn, and rightfully so, he had earned this, as a offensive genius. And the last four or five years at Auburn, it's what really held them back was their offense. And I think it just seems like tainted goods. Even though, other than Dabo Swinney, there's nobody that's had as much success against Nick Saban As Gus Malzahn, and if you're a Tennessee fan, you look at that and say, well, we we play that guy every year. I'd kind of like to beat him once in a decade. Um, And Malzahn's had success against him. But you look at Gus Malzahn, I think, and you say offense was what really held them back over the last few years. So why am I going to hire a guy that's an offensive genius who couldn't get offense right at Auburn? If you can't get it right at Auburn, what tells me he's going to get it right at, at Tennessee?
2: time seems to kind of eventually heal everything who is going to allow enough time to pass to make Hugh Freeze their head coach at a big program and is it going to happen in the SEC um
23: you know i just obviously tennessee can't do it right now i think tennessee was the one that wanted to do it and I think he wants the Tennessee job, but I just don't think there's any way you can do it right now. Um, you know, there are so many schools that are just off, off, the, off the plate. I mean, obviously you can't go back to Ole Miss. Mississippi State would never hire him. I don't think you can go from Auburn's had an opportunity to hire him. They, they didn't hire him as an offensive coordinator, and they didn't hire him as a head coach. Um, so I don't think he's ever going to get the Auburn job. South Carolina could have done it. Hire him. South Carolina had every opportunity just now to do it. They didn't do it. Arkansas could have done it instead of Sam Pittman. They didn't do it. I mean, you look at all these jobs that had opportunities to do it, and they passed on them. So, you know, I, I do think the options are getting limited now. Would a Kentucky do it if Stoops moved on? Maybe. Um, you know, would LSU, they do some crazy things. Would LSU be crazy enough to do it? Replacing Ed Orgeron eventually? Maybe. But, I mean, you, you start looking at how narrow the – I mean, Bainey had an opportunity. They want Clark Lee. They want a defensive guy from Notre Dame. So you look at all these schools, Richard, that have had an opportunity to do it over the last two years and have not jumped at him. Why are they going to do it eventually?
2: Yeah. So do you think it's an ACC spot he ends up? <clears throat>
23: yeah, I mean, I think so. I think it will be an ACC spot. I don't think it'll be, I don't think it'll be a top half team personally. Like I think if you were to rate the Power Five, what are there sixty five teams or whatever it is, I think it would be in that bottom. 35 rather than the top 30 is the type of school he'll get from Liberty. And I think Hugh Freeze is a good coach. I just think there are damaged goods, and there are a lot of schools that you would have to sell the fans on. This guy is, is, is in fact, rehabbed. And I just think there are other guys you can go get that just as good of coaches, and you don't have to make that sales pitch.
2: Yeah, Ryan Brown joining us for just another minute or so from Jackson, Birmingham. Big basketball game in Tuscaloosa tonight, uh, or at least big on paper with Alabama hosting Kentucky. Alabama is clearly better than Kentucky. Do they get it done tonight? Kentucky at times has looked a little bit better in the last three weeks, but at times they've kind of still laid some clunkers.
23: You know, uh, Kentucky seems to be a very, Alabama seems to be a very bad matchup for Kentucky. Uh, the way Alabama spreads and runs the floor, it, it gave Kentucky's defense fit. Uh, up at Rupp Arena, Kentucky was never in that game. Yeah. They've played a little better since then, but Alabama has actually played better since then, too. So um, I, th- I just think this is a bad matchup for Kentucky. I think it's a bad matchup for them, and I know they get Texas next. They probably I, – I don't know even if they win those two games, if there's a path for them to get into the tournament with an at-large bid. They may already be in a situation where they've got to run the SEC tournament just to get into the big dance. Um mm-hmm. But if there is any chance, this is their week. I mean, they have to beat Alabama and Texas. And that's that's a lot to ask of this Kentucky team.
2: That is a tall order, indeed. I said it earlier today. This atmosphere in a normal situation would be just off the charts tonight at Colbin Coliseum.
23: Oh. oh, it would be. This this state is in love. Well, the, the Crimson part of it is yep. in love with Nate Oates. Um, I mean, as long as I've done this job, and I grew up here, obviously, this is probably... The highest um, combined approval rating for basketball coaches we've ever had in the state at the same time. Um, Auburn fans adore Bruce Pearl, as you might imagine, and Al. Alex-
12: from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and cutting needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Mostly sunny today, high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 51. A 20% chance of showers for your Wednesday, partly sunny, high near 59. Wednesday evening, partly cloudy, low around 33. Your Thursday, sunny skies, high near 50 degrees. And for your finally Friday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather service of our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. The Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap. Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
10: Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like They're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601 607 7876. Hi, I'm Shelby with Two Men in a Truck. Did you know that we aren't your regular moving company? We are equipped to move you across the country or even as easy as across town. Call us today for a free quote at 601-853-9644 or at twominutatruck.com.
0: At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do.
15: I'm Steven Gagliano, and you're listening to News. Monday, President Joe Biden expressed that the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine will only continue to speed up in the coming weeks.
1: So I'm quite confident that we will be in a position within the next three weeks or so to be vaccinating people at the range of of a million a day or in in excess of that.
15: It's now been announced that Biden's administration will purchase an additional 200 million doses of the vaccine. To date, over 190,000 doses have been administered in Mississippi. And mobile sports betting could be on the horizon in Mississippi. Introduced by Senator Philip Moran, a bill aims to expand sports betting in Mississippi to mobile platforms, while current law requires you to place all bets on the property of a casino. Similar bills have died in past sessions, and House Speaker Philip Gunn said in December that the House Gaming Committee isn't in favor of the idea. For more, visit newsms.fm.
16: A new voice
1: is coming to Supertalk Mississippi, Dan Bongino. He's a former Secret Service agent, police officer, best-selling author, and host of the fastest-growing conservative talk show in America, The Dan Bongino Show, starting February 1st at 11 p.m. Dan Bongino tackles the hottest political issues, debunking the rhetoric, and giving you the hard-hitting truth. The Dan Bongino Show, starting Monday, February 1st at 11 p.m. on Supertalk Mississippi.
2: All right, back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydap. Let's open up the Farm Bureau phone line to you. You want to jump in and be part of the conversation, you can do so, 888-808-8637. Again, 888-808-8637. That's the number if you want to jump in and be part of the conversation with us on the Farm Bureau phone line. couple of topics uh, kind of on the table. one. The uh, the Tennessee coaching job. What is the right outcome for Tennessee in your mind? Is it what Ryan Brown suggested a second ago that Tony Elliott uh, at Clemson is the uh, is the guy? Is it someone like Scott Satterfield? Is Hugh Freeze indeed damaged goods to the point that Tennessee absolutely cannot hire him? Those thoughts uh, we'd love to hear from you. Also, SEC basketball tonight. You've got Alabama, Kentucky going on. You've got Mississippi State-Tennessee happening as well. That one is in Knoxville. So, hey, Dad, let's look at that game for a second. Or maybe for a couple of minutes. Mississippi State and Tennessee tonight. Tennessee has struggled protecting the basketball. Despite being sixth nationally in turnover percentage for the season, they've turned it over 18 times a game in each of their last two both of those games losses, including on Saturday to Missouri. What's your thought on this Mississippi State Tennessee matchup tonight at Thompson Bowling?
4: I think I said it yesterday that if State can find a way to play the same kind of game they played against Alabama, they have a good chance to win because I think Tennessee is a. I think Alabama is a better team uh, than Tennessee, but consistency has been such a problem for State all year. They they have never since conference play has begun. They've only won back to back games once, and that was against. Uh, um. Oh gosh, it was Missouri and Vanderbilt back-to-back And from there It's just been the up and down, up and down And if you think that Saturday was an up If you think, okay, State played pretty well They just didn't do enough to win Well then it feels like tonight would be a down so state needs to come out, you know, pretty early in this game and show that it's not going to be a down. I think if they, like you said, if they can take advantage of those Tennessee turnovers and play in transition, which is where I think state is best to be totally honest with you, I think their half court game is not great, but in transition, they've been pretty good this year. So if they can get some transition buckets, they'll have a chance to win.
2: Mississippi state last week, middle of the week last week, you know, they played Ole Miss and lost that one at home. And then on Saturday had to go to Tuscaloosa. And as Hey Dad was pointing out a second ago, really a close game. It was a one possession game, three point game, inside a minute remaining, lost at 81 to 73. Back to back top 20 opponents. Alabama was ranked as high as number 16. Tennessee is ranked going into this game as high as number 17. This week continues, and maybe it didn't always look like this, but actually, based on results in the Big 12, gets a little bit easier. When Mississippi State hosts Iowa State on Saturday—that's Saturday evening, five o'clock ESPN two game—that's outside of SEC play, obviously, and I think the first time that Mississippi State has been part of the SEC Big Twelve Challenge,
4: they were in it, uh, maybe the first two years. Yeah, yeah. I want to say, I, I think Rick Ray was the coach. They played uh, TCU uh, one season, and then okay. I, I, I think they may have played back-to-back years with TCU. That's when uh, Trent Johnson was at TCU, for, of all coaches. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's it's been a while for state to have been involved in this tournament.
2: Um, it's not time to look ahead to that. I mean, Borky pointed out earlier that uh, folks uh, seemingly on the Mississippi State side of things are not terribly engaged. I guess I would ask you the exact same question: Do you feel like people are even a little bit engaged? In this Mississippi State game tonight, or is this one of those things where, when we mentioned it, somebody was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot State had a basketball game tonight." It's one of those things where if
4: if State wins, people will be engaged. But
2: it's it's one of those. It's just people are
4: they're they're not engaged enough to watch the whole game. But if State wins, they'll be interested. But if they don't, if they lose, it'll just be more of eh. Well, you know, I didn't. I, I don't really care. And there's there's a lot of apathy right now. Borky is correct about that. You
2: know the thing about Tennessee. <laughs> at times this year, they've looked really, really good. Like, Final Four caliber good, but they've dealt with some injuries, some turnover issues in the last couple of games, and they've looked very human, at least for the last week.
4: Yeah, I mean, they're... they're. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I thought you were going to continue. There was no question. Uh, they're they're a good but not great basketball team. You, know, you look at their scoring; it's very balanced. They, I think, they have six guys between nine points and double figures a, a game. They, they, they don't have they don't have, seem to have like a superstar, but they're just a good solid team. And they're they're a team that I I'll go and tell you that you don't want to play in the first round of the NCAA tournament. But I don't know how much further beyond that they
2: could, they could make it. Yeah, that's um, that's fair. Tennessee dropped a uh, 73-64 decision to uh, Missouri on Saturday. Mentioned that one uh, a second ago, and so we'll, we'll see how this one um, how this one plays out. Game tonight is at six o'clock, and SEC Network is that right? I think that's right. I believe that is
4: correct. Yeah. First ten minutes for me, we'll be listening to Neil Price because I'll be on the way home from this.
2: Yep. There you go. So, uh, yes, yeah, six o'clock tonight, SEC network. So as soon as we get finished, uh, you've got Mississippi state hoops. Kentucky and Alabama is at six o'clock on ESPN. LSU Texas A&M is an SEC network game at eight. And then also at eight tonight, Missouri and Auburn. That one is on ESPN too. So Borky, you readily admitted it. Uh, admitted it. It's a new, new word. i i try that one out. Readily admitted. No Big 12 hoops for you last night. What about tonight? Four
3: SEC games? Does that grab you a little bit more? Well, I always watch the in state schools. So I definitely will be watching Mississippi State tonight for sure. Depends on how that game goes, whether or not I'll get locked into anything after that. Been watching a show called Snowpiercer. And it's terrible, but I'm already locked in, so it's too late. So after the you State missed a game, great basketball game last night for, to watch a show that you admit is terrible. But it's not; I mean, it's terrible, but it's not terrible. You know, it's it's one of those shows you're like, wait, why am I watching this? But then when the episode ends, you hit next, and you got to find out what's next. It blows my mind. Jennifer Connolly's in it, though, so it makes it at least somewhat interesting. Watchable. is what you're saying. It's watchable. I mean, it's it's TNT, so it's all about you know crime drama and stuff like that. So yeah. I see a lot of commercials
4: for it when I watch AEW. I, I don't yeah, watch see,
3: there you go. Um, it, it's okay, hey, Dad. If you're out of shows, I, I would watch it just because, it, like, make it your bridge to the next show. Kind of like Matt Luke, yeah. right? Snowpiercer is Matt Luke. Wasn't your first option? It, you're only watching it because Hulu basically made you. And you're just really looking forward to the next show after this one ends. Ted Lasso, have you guys done that? I've been looking don't forward have. to it. I've seen videos. What, what is that,
4: on Apple TV?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that, so
4: no, I haven't done it.
2: I mean, I'm sure it's just another $7
4: a month subscription. Just another one, yeah. So It I feels yeah. like that should, that should be the one I watch, too, because I'm the only soccer fan here on the show, but I haven't watched it.
2: I think that's next in the queue. I started... Um Morning News, which is the uh, Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Steve Carell very scandal good. morning news
3: show. It's been it's pretty good so far. I, I really enjoy. I'm looking forward to the next season. I, I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, I mean, no, loosely based on Matt Lauer, right? I mean, that's kind of the implication, Lo- loosely, very loosely. But there's inspiration for the story.
2: Yeah. I'm not sure who Bradley Jackson represents. Maybe there's some liberty taken there, in terms of the new host that comes in. A little bit, yeah. She's not exactly Savannah. No. Anyway.
3: I got that reference, by the way.
2: I like it. I like it. No Clydesdales in your Super Bowl commercial inventory this year. Anheuser-Busch is no longer Anheuser-Busch, but they are... And AB InBev, it yeah, got bought out a few years ago. AB InBev will still be represented with various brands during the Super Bowl and its commercial breaks, probably like Bud Light Seltzer or something like that. But the company's flagship brand, Budweiser, for the first time in 37 years, will not have a Super Bowl commercial. For the New York Times, Budweiser's focus will instead be on promoting awareness of COVID-19 vaccine, which includes a digital ad narrated by Rashida Jones. The advertising budget for the traditional Budweiser ad is also uh, being funneled to the Ad Council and COVID Collaborative. Budweiser is the latest prominent brand that will not run an ad this year in the Super Bowl, joining Pepsi Although they do still have the Pepsi halftime show, right? Yeah. I'm assuming. Of, uh,
4: speaking of COVID, Richard, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, do you remember CQ Smith from the Clarion Ledger? I do. Passed away. COVID complications.
14: Oh.
2: What a talented reporter he was.
4: Really. Uh, the only beat writer from the Clarion Ledger Mississippi State fans ever liked. The
2: only one. No offense to my friends that are held that position.
8: Yeah.
2: A good yeah, I don't know how I segue back to uh, Budweiser commercials from that, but uh, yeah, sorry, I, just, I didn't know if you'd see. You, it or you not. get the idea. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll wrap it up next.
6: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs. They're in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call them at 601-605-4443. Locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Look for delays 20 eastbound in Hines County due to construction there at Exit 31. Your typical congestion uh, 20 east and westbound there at the stack. And heavy traffic 49 southbound from Old 49 down to Harper. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call 601-353-5217. As a small business owner, you know that running a business is no easy task. You're in the office
0: and on your third cup of coffee before most even roll out of bed. That's why you need office equipment and solutions that help keep your business running smoothly. The experts at RJ Young provide office technology that ensures your business's network stays efficient and secure. So you can focus on what truly matters, growing your business. To discover how R.J. Young can help your small business grow, visit rjyoung.com small business Pure Air
12: Consultants is your heating and cooling professionals, and they're ready to work for you. We're the home of the once a year $119 heating and cooling service special, along with 24 months same as cash and no credit check financing. Call us at 601-939-7420. That's 601-939-7420 or online at MyPureAirConsultants.com. That's MyPureAirConsultants.com.
10: A proud provider of Green home AC systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? Green, <sighs> the new degree of comfort.
6: Dave Logan, General Manager, Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2021 is here. The time has never been better for a new Nissan. The remaining 2020 models have large rebates, great opportunity to save money. Here are a few great specials at Canon Nissan of Jackson. 2020
5: Nissan Altima SR, 3200 off MSRP plus 0.9% APR for 72 months. LC 230459. 2020 Nissan Sentra SV, 2700 off MSRP. LY30 And the all new 2021 Nissan Rogue, up to $2,000 off MSRP with 2.9% APR for 72 months. MW
6: 101377. Canon Nissan of Jackson, our service department and parts department open six days a week. All safety protocols are in place for your safety. No appointment needed. We have over 700 pre owned vehicles available. Remember, when the smoke clears,
8: nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Imagine waking up and finding out you had a stroke while you slept. That's what happened to me. My wife called 911 and helped me get to St. Dominic's for tests. I went straight into surgery and they removed an inch-long clot from my brain. That's what saved my life. I could barely speak that day, but I've made a full recovery. Now I just want to praise the Lord and say thank you, St.
10: Dominic's. St. Dominic's. Skilled Hands. Compassionate Hearts
2: hey it's richard cross from sports talk mississippi reminding you to check out the college football fix every weekday at five driven by ford speaking of ford get tough trucks and great deals at your local mississippi ford dealer starting with ford f-150 built with outstanding power and smart features and the impressively capable 2021 super duty no wonder f-series is america's best-selling truck for 44 straight years Test Drive 1 today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford.
0: Did you know that 45 of the 50 states prohibit any laser surgery by optometrists? There is no minor laser surgery on the eye. If a procedure involves cutting human tissue with a laser, scalpel or other instruments, it's surgery and it must be taken seriously. Permitting optometrists to perform surgery poses a risk to patient safety. Support safe surgery by leaving eye surgery to the eye surgeons. Patient safety first. Vote no on set Bills 2761 and 2763, paid for by the Mississippi State Medical Association. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day.
1: Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
10: Oh my God. What is going on here?
1: Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State.
14: Well, it's about time.
1: Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm one last time on this Tuesday afternoon. The... Major League Baseball Hall of Fame announced today that there will not be a 2021 class. It has nothing to do with COVID. It has everything to do with the fact that no name on the ballot received a vote from 75% of the voters. Kurt Schilling was the closest. He sent a letter to the Hall of Fame yesterday. Said that... Um, decided that uh, he would share this. Hey, guys, couple of things. First off, I'm not sure I can express my level of gratitude and sincere appreciation at the graciousness, kindness, and desire on all your parts to help me navigate this process. I can say at this point I am mentally done. I know math and I know trends, and I know I will not attain the 75% threshold for induction. He has one year left in which he could be voted on by the Baseball Writers Association of America. And this year, what, well, came 16 or 17 votes short. He, can, he finished his letter by this. I will not participate in the final year of voting. I am requesting to be removed from the ballot. I'll defer to the Veterans Committee and men whose opinions actually matter and who are in a position to actually judge a player. I don't think I'm a Hall of Famer as I've often stated, but if former players think I am, then I'll accept that with honor. Good move or jerk move. Well,
4: the baseball won't do anything with it because, you know, if you even if you request to be off the ballot, that they keep you on. Marvin Miller was the guy who requested to be off and they kept him on. Uh, so you know he can say it. It's it's sort of you know sort of a ceremonial, I guess. My guess, it, and and I, I believe that if he were inducted next year, that he
2: would uh he would attend the uh the ceremony. Yeah, it brings up a
3: interesting sports moral dilemma. Should you uh, factor in how he acts or presents himself off the field in your decision to vote for him as a, a Hall of Famer? Because, I mean, call me crazy. His career is a Hall of Fame career. I mean, he won World, three World Series and was a World Series MVP. All this career accolades stack up as a Hall of Famer. But, behind the scenes, he's a bit of a nut job. But that's really all he is. He's kind of a nut. And... You can't convince me or anybody else that he did not receive votes in the voting that was announced today because he's kind of a nut and not anything to do with his actual career as a baseball player. Yeah. What would you do if you had a vote? My, It would be easy for me. He's in. There's a lot of nuts out there. Yeah, look,
2: I mean, I'm not... I'm not one of the old-school baseball writers. I would vote yes for Kurt Schilling. I would vote yes for Barry Bonds. I would vote yes for Alex Rodriguez. Now, if you want to do asterisk or whatever beside their name, i got no issue with that. But tell their story.
4: Yeah, I've always said that there should just be a wing at the Hall of Fame called the steroid era and put those guys in. And, you know, talk about that time in baseball history and, and what happened and the changes that came as a result of it. I mean, it's just, it just makes too much sense to me.
3: Is, I Schilling's Schilling not even one of those guys, is
4: he? He's not. No, no, no. This, you're right. It's it's all politics with him. And, you know, whether you agree with him or not, it's about the the Hall of Fame to me is supposed to be about what you did on the field. Ty Cobb may have been the most miserable human being that ever lived, but yeah. he's in the Hall of Fame. It's it's about what you did on the field. And, yes, Kurt Schilling... Certainly had a Hall of Fame career.
2: Yeah, he did enough on the field to be a Hall of Famer. I agree with that. Uh, somebody said, who are you guys talking about? I missed the name. Kurt Schilling is the name we're talking about. Jeff says it's all about politics. And you're right. It is. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Hey, I'll. Uh, this was kind of abrupt at the end of the last segment. I want to mention it again in case you uh, you did not see it. Um, Sekou Smith passed away. He was a writer at NBA.com, uh, part of the uh, crew at NBA TV. Uh, went to school at Jackson State, worked at the uh, Clarion-Ledger, and covered both Ole Miss and the SEC, I think, as a beat reporter, and then maybe for a time as a, a columnist as well. Did he also cover Mississippi State for a stint, hey, Dad, He started as Mississippi
4: State's beat writer, and then you remember the Clarion-Ledger used to switch guys? He, yeah. He, he did like a year with Ole Miss before
2: he moved on to a national job. Gotcha. Um was just a, a superhuman being, and the uh, the tributes are pouring out for him on uh, on Twitter from really people that he's worked with all along the way. Uh, certainly our uh, condolences to his family and the passing of uh, Sekou Smith, who was a talented writer, uh, loved the NBA, and uh, was a big contributor to the sports media world. Sports Talk Mississippi, thanks for being with us. We will talk to you tomorrow. Enjoy your college hoops tonight.